0: Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free and bring up whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. And joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at FreeTalkLive.com. All the features uh, we give to you there for free, unlike those other talk show hosts that want to charge you for accessing uh, their sites head over to freetalklive.com and enjoy all of that. In fact, you can actually influence the stuff that we will talk about on these airwaves by submitting different things you find of interest uh, across the internet as you're surfing about, doing whatever it is you do. Uh, if you find something that you think the uh, the other Free Talk Live listeners might enjoy, just grab the link and uh, p- basically paste it over into our little form on our website. It'll go into our site. Other listeners will then vote as to whether they dislike or like it. And the most liked will end up on the, the front page and the top of our website at freetalklive.com. So, Uh, Thanks in advance, because it's listeners like you that are making it possible for our website to have content uh, on it. So, uh, I want to start things out here tonight, Mark. Of course, we'll take your calls about absolutely anything. But I want to start out here tonight with an email about Surreal. Now, Surreal called uh, the program last night, the very final segment uh, as we were doing the radio show. This is a gentleman's nickname. Correct. Uh, S. I. So, in case I, I'm not being clear, he spells it S. I. R. Space Real. So, Sir Real, calling from any club, and you know that should give you a hint as to uh, the the type of personality that uh, that Sir Real is. And Sir Real has uh, tended to call in on uh, issues of a relationship or uh, uh, relationship nature or women. He calls with uh, pickup tips and and things like that. And I don't recall Mark. Surreal maybe we've been hearing from him for I don't know a, a while. year? A year yeah, maybe just sounds like right. An occasional call like once a quarter we'll hear from Surreal or something like that.
1: Right. And, By no means a chronic caller.
0: No. And and he's entertaining. And he is, yes. you know, he's got his belief system and and he's very firm with it and and is interested in spreading it apparently. And uh I don't recall if we've ever actually had a woman call or email in response to Sir
1: Real. And Mark, do you recall if that's if that's ever happened? It, not, I don't, um, but I mean, that doesn't mean that it hasn't happened.
0: Now, on one hand, uh, it, this is talk radio, and as as friendly as we are to women, you know, if you're a lady listener, you get put on the air first. If you're on hold, you know, for instance, if there's other guys on hold, we'll put a lady on first, that kind of thing. So we have uh, policies here on the show that I hope would encourage more uh, female participation. But fact, uh, the fact is... Uh, f- uh, females just don't listen to talk radio as much and i think it has to do with kind of the uh, the male dominated nature of they the certainly format. don't
1: listen to uh you know shows that are aimed in the direction that like free talk live is i mean there's there's female oriented talk out there that more women listen to i uh, you know what mark i think that but if, if I, you were to just put talk in a category women don't listen near as much as men do
0: i think there is what they call female oriented talk but i think that that alone is kind of insulting uh, a little bit to women, the idea that uh, you know, they're so different. You don't different. think men and
1: women have different uh, interests? I, I,
0: I think that, that, that is true. But if you look at what the radio industry, which is largely an industry run by men, yeah, thinks is sure. female-oriented talk, is like pop culture, right? Uh, th- maybe some mommy talk in there, but uh, you know, pop culture is like what this is what they believe that women want. And I think that's – I'd be it's interested in knowing what,
1: like, say, Clark Howard's numbers were. With uh, women? I yeah. bet he does a lot better. I bet he does. I and mean, yeah. he doesn't do mommy talk or anything like that. He does no, you know, budgeting, not, saving, saving but, money, things like that. But you
0: talked about women talk, uh, and, and there, there's a, Clark Howard is just a uh, consumer advice guy, right? So that's something that ap- appeals to a lot of different people. Uh, whereas when, when, the, when the industry people are talking about women talk— Right. I say
1: female-oriented mean, talk is what I said.
0: Okay. So, I mean, it, so,
1: it, it's whatever talk is more Clark, oriented towards females.
0: I, I see. Well, Clark Howard is oriented towards consumers, so I wouldn't call him a, a female-oriented talk show anymore. So Who do you male. think
1: spends the money in this country, my friend? Fine. <laughs> uh, you can
0: make that point if you'd like, uh, but everybody is everybody's a consumer. By the way, Curtis uh, joining us here, better late than never. Hello,
1: Curtis. Hello, everybody. Uh, uh, who spends the money It's teenage girls? No. <laughs> Sorry, they don't have it. I'll tell you, whatever they we, have, they
0: spend uh, most go teenagers to Target
1: and look around and you will see who spends the money. The money is spent by middle class, upper middle class and upper class uh, women between the ages of 35 and 64. Those are the people with the money.
0: Uh, So 800-259-9231, that is uh, the SACL CAI toll-free line here. Uh, So Curtis, I'm bringing you here into this conversation. I don't think, uh, I don't know if you heard what happened last night. We had Surreal call into the show and give his 10 things, I think it was 10 things that he believes that uh, men should know about women and what they want, etc. Surreal
1: is basically a pickup artist And um, you know, proposes and it I I suppose has studied the art of picking up women and uh, you know what it takes in order to do such a thing and that kind of thing. Right, Uh, you're welcome to comment here. Surreal, like S I R
0: real, space real. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I mean, everybody's got to have an appellation when they call in. I don't know if he uh, manages to try to go by this in in real life. I mean, (laughs) I hope so. That's (laughs) great. It'd be silly, right?
0: so uh, so, as I was pointing out uh, maybe it 's a fact that or maybe it 's a factor um, as far as why we don 't we didn 't get we 've never had a response until now to surreal at least that I can recall from a lady listener, and of course, I always call out for the call you know on the air hey if you 're a lady listener, we 'd love to have you uh, respond to this." And I was telling Michelle Seven, who was uh, here visiting earlier about this, and I was like, oh, man, Michelle, I wish we'd had you in the studio uh, last night for for when Surreal called in. Because it would have been, I think, particularly interesting to have a lady uh, on the air during Surreal's call.
2: Particularly Michelle Seven.
0: So we'll do the next best thing, and we will read a response uh, to Surreal, and I will not say who it's from, but it came in here. She says, uh, oh, I've got the wrong email in front of me here. How about this one? Okay, so Surreal. She said, I was listening to uh, Tuesday's show this afternoon and heard that dumbass Surreal at the end of the broadcast. I don't know if I would have called in had I been listening live. Probably not. You know why? And maybe this is why we never get a call for Surreal. (laughs) He's the kind of guy I wouldn't dignify with a glance, much less a conversation. I don't know why there's this certain class of men who think that women are puzzles to be deciphered or, even better, hacked into. I think any guy or gal worth knowing is just real, more like the caller from Arizona was saying. We did get a call after surreal from a guy who had some uh, rebuttive things to say. And uh, so she says, uh, "And no matter who you are, man or woman, you have to take the time to get to know somebody. Sorry, no uh, shortcuts. So maybe that pickup artist junk is useful for a college sophomore trying to get some use out of his own junk, or a dude who's trying to pretend he's an ex-chump turned macho man, whatever he called it, a he's still a chump. I'm not saying that 100% of what he said was totally wrong for all women, I guess it depends on what kind of girl you're after in the first place. I kind of look at stuff like that when it's an act as a bag of tricks and lies not at all what i look for in any kind of relationship whether it's friendship or sexual and i guess what really bugs me about that being a bunch of lies is that you should always be able to tell someone especially your partner exactly how you feel and what you want yeah sure surprises are fun of course but constant guessing games are immature
1: well Yes, um, I, I, I tend, to, I, I want to live the way this gal uh, uh, says. However, I think that there is sort of the early on in the relationship to uh, to catch women's attention. There's a, there's a certain way that guys are going to be more successful rather than less successful. And uh, you know, the first thing to do is to walk up and talk to people, right? So if if you're in a if if your interest is to meet. As many women as possible, either um, in order to get a bunch of numbers so that you find the right one, because, you know, that's going to work. Right. Um, or to in order just to just get a bunch of numbers, so whatever your 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 system, whatever your desire is, you're going to have to go out and meet people and um, you're going to have to talk to them. And there's going to be more successful and less successful ways t- to talk to them. Um, I, I, I can look down my nose at. The, the pickup artist and the ba- way they go about things now because i have a wife whom i love a mm-hmm. child who is the center of my universe and ugh, all the things those guys do but i'll tell you you know the the saying that nice guys finish last it's not entirely untrue when you're talking about the dating scene you can go months and months without dates by being a very nice guy you can go you can get dates on a regular basis by being uh, you know some horn dog that hits on uh, every woman at the club you know, I mean, she, she wouldn't deny that. She didn't deny that. She, what she was saying is, you know, how do you get a, a better relationship? And I think that there's different ways. And it depends on the person as to how you get a better relationship.
0: We'd love to hear from you. 800-259-9231. That is the Sekel CAI toll-free line. A little bit more about Surreal here. Uh, I want to get uh, my response in. Uh, plus, we'll recap a few of the things that uh, that he said. I, took, I, I uh, played it back just before the show, some of what uh, he said, and I tried to tried to take a few notes. I know I left some of them out. I got through like four or five of the things he said. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Dial in via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there for free, so enjoy those, uh, including our archives. So if you've missed a moment of the show, click and download. They are yours free. In fact, if you uh, want, you can get the last week on the front page of the site and then click into the archive section To go back to 2006, all free at freetalklive.com. Again, 800-259-9231 is the number here. We are talking about Sir Real. He called into the show uh, last night, the very end of the program, last segment, to reveal his 10 things that he thinks all men should know about women. And clearly he was uh, being very, very general, and certainly he admitted to that, but he asserted that uh, that he believes that 80-plus percent of uh, women out there uh, are the way he says they are. Sam responded by suggesting that perhaps Sir Real only attracts a certain type of women to him by being who he is. And I think
1: that's a legitimate thing to say, too. Uh, and we just... Sh- I I don't know. I mean, it seemed like mostly what he was uh, claiming was that men, uh, women are attracted to more assertive men. um, And he said they like to be talked
0: dirty to. He like they like to be told they are naughty. They like to be told what to do. They like to exactly how
1: what did he uh, expound on that told what to do thing?
0: Uh, as in leading them, I'm going to do this, and we're going to do that, that kind Cause
1: of thing. Because I asked him if it was okay for me to just tell my wife to go do the dishes, and how that was going to go for me. Because <laughs> I already know how it's going to go for me. I was just asking him, and so he didn't just make it seem like you could just tell women to oh, go go ahead and do this, do that, do, do another thing. I I think they're talking about dominating them as well. Well, right by dominant, but. I think dominating isn't the right term. Okay, I think that it's being assertive. Um, that uh, I think that his claim is that uh, women prefer assertive men, and I think that it is not an un- incorrect statement. That's all.
0: Uh, that uh, women like to be slutty as well.
1: Uh, was, I, I, was I mean, you know, I don't. I, I think I don't even know what that term means entirely. Um, do some women like to have sex? Uh, well, do most women like to have sex? Of course they do, just like guys. Mm-hmm. So you know, whatever. Uh, so uh,
0: so anyway, we had a, a lady listener write in here in regards to uh, to Sir Real, basically saying that uh, that your game is whack. Yeah, that, that <laughs> she wiggity wiggity whack. She wouldn't dignify him with a glance, and uh, right I, and and you know I've and, seen this lady. She's a very attractive lady. So. Right,
1: I don't <laughs> I don't disagree with what she's saying either. I think that there's um, you know that, that some people are going to be attracted to certain types of come ons. Yeah, but I think that assertiveness is. Generally attractive, even if you're talking about. I I think probably assertiveness is less attractive for women. However, I think that it's attractive. I like a woman who's confident. Mm -hmm. So I mean, um, you know, I think that there's. I think there's a line between confidence and assertiveness and and uh, dominance. Okay, so uh, you know, and just. I don't think there's anything wrong with being uh, uh, confident. In a, in a pro- I, one of the things that uh, – and
0: there wasn't much of what Surreal said that really resonated with me because I think he would probably consider me one of his – what was it? Uh, average chump or something like that? Mm, I would uh, too, yeah. Would you? Okay. <laughs> Uh, because, you know, I'm just not I, I'm not motivated by the same things that uh, that surreal is.
1: Right. Well, um, actually, what his com- what he would call your your average, uh, average frustrated chump is somebody who's frustrated. OK, oh, okay. you're not frustrated. I'm not, no, no you, you, I mean, no, you're happy no. with your life the way it is. And, um, you, you know, I'm I, I, I wouldn't call you that. Uh, but however, yeah.
0: I'm not out chasing tail and I'm not interested in uh, chasing. Tail I can tell you having
1: gotten um, when I got first got out of prison, it's like coming from a different country. I only interacted with males and was pretty Mm -hmm. good at it for basically basically that's a true statement for nine years. And then when I got free, it took me a while to be able to sort of, uh, you know, be something that wasn't threatening or foreign to women. And what I've noticed is foreign guys have the same issue. Um, Now, I don't know what it's like for uh, American guys in foreign countries, but I can tell you that, uh, you know, what what it seemed like it was because it didn't I didn't have any trouble dating in foreign countries. (laughs) But um, what it was like for uh, American uh, for foreign guys in in America, it seems like they have they have more trouble. That's my experience. And it's just because there's there's this dance and it's very nuanced. And if you don't have the facility and the practice of doing the dance, then it's not going to work for you exactly right. I'm not saying that you won't be able to find a wonderful woman. However, you're not going to be facile at it.
0: It's it's uncomfortable, though, to hear a a surreal make these statements about all women, right? Because clearly it is
1: uncomfortable. I I absolutely agree what he says is uncomfortable. And I
0: didn't really want to get into it with him last night because I knew we were short on time and he had this top 10 list and you wanted to go home and didn't want to stay extra really long time. So that's why I'm kind of uh, getting into it now. And clearly there are women out there that, you know, are right for surreal. Uh, and I, I like what Sam said about him attracting that kind of uh woman to him i think there's uh, there 's some truth to that as uh, as well but uh, it 's cer- certainly not the case uh for for uh, for all guys out there and uh, just i 'm glad that we finally had somebody respond to him uh from the from the female persuasion to say no uh, so one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one curtis i mean you Is he a regular
2: t- guest or I mean no, he's not, just a not caller. A guess, but, I mean I mean he's he's a regular caller. Or uh, what?
0: well regular as in like once every quarter of a year. I mean he's not a regular at all. He's I mean he's somebody who's called before, somebody who's very recognizable. He,
2: uh, and, he and he does this sort of I mean, is this the first time he's done the list or No, he no, this is c- this is his shtick. He's, he calls in and says, You guys are doing it wrong, this is how you do it.
1: Well, I, I don't know. That he says wrong, but I mean,
0: <laughs> well, Mark's not doing it wrong because Mark's not in I'm the same right. place as uh, as surreal. I mean, Mark. Uh, I mean, surreal was saying Mark that well, he did have some advice for Mark though. Last night, he said that Mark should go and hold his wife down or something like. What was it like? You hold hold her hands behind her back and uh, push
1: her against the wall. Pu- yeah, push her against the, kiss the wall. Her and How'd then that turn go around. for you? Did you try that one? No, I did tell my <laughs> wife about it and she laughed. Uh, <laughs> she belly laughed about you sh- it. You
2: should have done that and then said, "Do the dishes, baby."
1: <laughs> <laughs> See you. Can guys want to get me in so much trouble i don't i don't
2: <laughs>
0: I, I got nothing uh, not, not i don't really support much of uh, of what he said i think that so, in so one of my basically
1: relationships- um my wife is as mostly a stay-at-home mom she does a certain amount of, of work from home but it's it's more or less her job to take care of the things around the house and then i do you know my work which includes uh you know all day long making telephone calls but often i will catch the dishes because I, it's it amazes me but she simply can't Stay at home all day and then handle all the work. I watched this woman. She is not lounging about. uh, We don't even have television. She's not lounging about watching TV or entertaining herself or anything. She just can't cover all the work that it takes to be a stay-at-home mom. So, you know, when the the dishes pile up, I'll catch them at night usually.
0: One of the things that he said that actually did resonate a little bit with me but still kind of bugged me uh, is this idea of that, uh, you know, you've got to be, uh, you know, tell them what to do, that kind of thing. And when I'm thinking of what I want out of a relationship, I want to have a a lady who's a partner and I don't want to be always telling her what to do or at all necessarily. But some in a past relationship that had uh, happened where I was told, well, you know, sometimes I just want you to tell me, for instance, where to go out to dinner, that sort of thing. But in that particular relationship, you know, the person was uh, a kind of choosy eater. So it was like, well, what if I pick somewhere you don't want to go? I mean, would it make sense for you to have some input in this uh, discussion? So I like, I see some of that being true, uh, at least in a in a past relationship. But it's a little frustrating to me. You got nothing, huh, Mark?
1: I I would say that it, you know, that picking restaurants isn't the the area that women naturally want that kind of leadership yeah okay i mean i'm not saying that some do some some don't but i i think you're gonna fall on your butt trying to say well we're going out for pizza Wait, well, what do you think yeah, about it that seems like a horrible baby? idea right yeah.
0: you know More coming up 800 259-9231 i'd rather decide things together and or take turns or something like that more coming up you can take control uh, this is free talk live i would love your thoughts have you been thinking about starting a website i'm gonna tell you about a great offer from hostgator This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Listening options include live streams, broadband, and dial-up versions, plus our webcam where you can watch, listen, and chat with other listeners as well as Listen lines that allow you to call in from any phone that can dial long distance. Uh, So head over to listen.freetalklive.com to get more info and get tuned in. That's listen.freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight, it is Ian. And Curtis. And Mark. And uh, again, you can join us at 800-259-9231. We are talking about Surreal. And the call that he made to the show last night with his 10 things that he says that all men need to know about women... And we had an email from a lady uh, listener, and now we've actually got a call uh, from a lady listener and somewhat uh, sometime host of the show. Uh, Stephanie is with us uh, from PorkTherapy.com. Pork with a C, PorkTherapy.com. I'm where, very
1: interested in what Stephanie has to say about this.
0: As, uh, as am I. Stephanie, you heard Sir Reel's call and his top ten list last night? I did.
3: I heard it on the podcast uh, today. I would have called in uh, to talk to him live, but I wasn't listening then. Um, basically, my thoughts are that I pretty much agree with Mark on this one. I think that Surreal is right about a lot of things and that, um, you know, he may have come off as a little bit of a misogynist, but he never said anywhere in that call, you know, to treat women with disrespect or to give them unwanted advances or to, you know, try to dominate them when they refuse or, you know, aren't interested in you. I mean, he was just basically saying be assertive, project confidence, and I think those are things that a lot of women like. I mean, you—you you even said yourself, Ian, that uh, you have a lady ask you to sort of take charge and tell you where to go out for dinner. And I mean, if she asks you for that, then she's sending a signal, right? What's—what's what's wrong with? Sure, sure. Single? No, I I, it that, that makes asks.
0: sense. I mean, I inv- I'm totally in favor of communicating and uh, commu- being communicative with uh, with a partner, but. Uh, Surreal Wait, was basically suggesting that you should just do these things
1: and she's going to like well, it. I think the one thing that, um, that 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 sort of falls short here that uh, Surreal's in Surreal's message and I think the way it sort of comes across often is that, you know, men have become less than they were at one point and. I don't think that that's the right thing. I think that the way that women have been treated in the past, a la Paul Newman, every once in a while a woman needs a smack, um, I think that that's, a, uh, a, a, like, that's an old-style uh, you know, way of doing things. And I think that there's value in it. And perhaps um, in the pendulum swing, the average male has become emasculated and doesn't understand how to uh, you know, make, make his way forward in the world. Uh, you know, but there's a distinct difference between dominance and, and confidence.
3: Yes absolutely, and nowhere in that call did he ever say to be violent or un, you know do unwanted things or any even you know, rape a woman or anything like that he just he just was basically saying, you know take charge and and be confident and actually like you know I know of some women who basically are just are just interested in that kind of thing and they they want that from men, but the men that they date or encounter are just not confident enough to give that to them, and they're not They're being nice guys, and they're not really asserting themselves and not really confident. And, you know, I I think uh, what he said was right on about that there are a lot of women who are just kind of craving that, and they just don't. They're just not getting it from anywhere. And
0: like, and logically. would you agree with him that uh, they're also not willing to communicate about that? Because but basically what he was saying yeah. was that you need to just, well, try holding them down or, you know, do this and that. And she he asserted that they will like it, uh, you know, if you do it, that kind of thing, like rather than just yeah. communicate what they want.
3: Yeah, I don't think that's quite right on it. I think, Ian, what you're saying about communication is is really capturing the essence of it. I mean, obviously... Uh, the best way to go about something like that is is to ask and to just get feedback from a partner. He's like, "Do you like it when I do this? Do you not like it?" I don't. I don't think you know. If a woman is like refusing, you know, when you try to hold her down or something, I don't think you should just try to do that and, and expect that she'll like it no matter what. Because every yeah. woman is
1: different. And That's right. That's,
3: everyone it, wants something different from a partner. Yeah,
1: and uh, and sometimes I'm not... when I shove the pillow over their face, they they they, they, they holler and like flail around. <laughs> I don't understand.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, and if that's just not the kind of thing that I'm, you know, interested in doing to a lady, um, so I'd rather. I mean, unless that's what something like that's what she wants, so uh, I'd rather have, well, yeah, have it laid a, out in advance.
3: I, I think a lot more women than you think are interested in that and want that. And yes, they should be. I absolutely agree that they should be able to communicate their wants and needs in a relationship, and they should be able to tell people, "Hey, this is this is how I want you to treat me." Um, but, again, I just don't think Surreal was was intending any disrespect. He wasn't he wasn't saying be disrespectful or be a jerk. He was just saying be confident, be assertive.
1: Okay. If it's interpreted that way, and I think that that's, uh, that's the important part is to make sure how it's interpreted.
0: Stephanie, anything else you want to share? Uh, that's it. All right. Thanks for the call. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll free line. As we continue here, an unscreened call on the AMP lines. Hello, who's this? Unscreen caller going once. Unscreen caller going twice. All right, 800 259 9231. So, any other thoughts, uh, gents, on the issue of surreal relationships, uh, being
1: assertive or being uh, confident? I think uh, confidence is the is the real aphode- aphrodisiac here, and I don't. I I think it uh, it's true for women as as it is for men.
0: I think confidence makes sense. Like you know, know yourself and don't be afraid to be yourself.
1: I've heard guys say that they you know they they want Oriental women or foreign women because they're more like uh, subservient or whatever. And I often feel like, you know, I, I it's it's not that I don't think foreign women might very well be great or whatever, but the reason that you are going after them stinks. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I always feel kind of bad for that guy that, that you know, says that. And it seems like he's probably coming out of a bad relationship or whatever it is that, uh, you know, he's going there. However, I've heard every guy that goes over to Ukraine gets married. Is that right? Yes. <laughs> Well, uh, there are websites that can help you with that
0: sort of thing. I don't know what the success rate is, though, uh, of those uh, those websites. A those friend of
1: mine, um, or buy I believe, a wife married thing. a woman over in Russia and then brought her over, and uh, it didn't go particularly well for him. He yeah. imagined that he was going to get... Uh, you know, Basically, this was the scenario that he was looking for, this, this woman that would be the, the good Christian wife for him. And uh, what she wanted was some guy that was uh, wealthy. And by, his, by her standards, maybe that was true. I don't know what it was like over there in Russia. Um, but she wanted a bunch of things bought for her at the, uh, at the store when she arrived. She came with no luggage. Ah, okay. If you could imagine. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, well, I don't need luggage. You're going to buy everything I need. <laughs> and like basically said this upon meeting, you know. So
0: Yeah, that doesn't seem like a good start to a, a healthy relationship. It it doesn't seem like the, you know, the, the participants are really coming in uh, appreciative of one another and what one another believes or or wants. Uh it's just kind of a convenient Set up basically.
1: Well, I don't. I I wouldn't propose to know. I'm sure it's turned out great um, in some instances and horribly in others. All oh,
0: right. I mean, it was probably convenient for him for a little while and convenient for her for a, for a little while, and then things went south because that's all it was really based on.
1: Wasn't very long. Yeah. How long? What would you say? Um, the the relationship went uh, well. That they were still living together. That yeah. kind of thing. I'd say six months tops. Now, what happens
0: in the? I mean, f- from an immigration standpoint, there. Did, do you have to stay together for a certain period of time? Yeah, basically
1: to- you had to stay together for three years in order for it to be legit. Um, I believe that he played along with her for a period of time. Hmm. He did get very short-tempered um, at some point or another in dealing with her, her nonsense. And I, admittedly, the stories from his side, I didn't get a lot of, uh, of, of her stories, mind you. Um, the stories from his side did seem like a bunch of nonsense he was dealing with.
0: 1-800-259-9231. We do have other things to discuss here tonight. Hopefully we will get a chance to get around to another email from Mark Emery because I've got a whole lot of them. Uh, Mark Emery emailing from the Maximum Security Tech prison in Seattle, Washington, where he's being held for something like five years under federal custody. Now, he's not being held in Tech for the whole five years. He's going to be transferred to a minimum security prison. So that's a little bit of good news for Mark. Uh, But on the other hand, he's still going to be away from his wife, and the minimum security prison that he'll be held in will be further away from Vancouver than Seattle, so wherever it is they transfer him to, while the conditions may be better, he won't actually get to see his wife as often, so kind of a crappy trade-off anyway we'll uh, hopefully get some get to some of that here tonight plus your calls as well about what you want at 800-259-9231 plus a police brutality story i said i'd do it last night and we didn't get to it so hopefully we we'll get a chance to do that. But of course your calls are the primary element if you make them what's on your mind 800-259-9231 this is free talk live
4: This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Libby's 100% Pure Pumpkin. Learn how to give everyday recipes a nutritional boost with the power of pumpkin at VeryBestBaking.com. When choosing fruits and vegetables, orange or yellow are your best bets. Vegetables like butternut squash, pumpkin, or yellow peppers are rich in nutrients that are linked with lower risks of certain cancers and heart disease. On the fruit side, cantaloupe, bananas, and oranges offer the same benefits, plus one more. Kids love them. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday.
0: Free Talk Live. You bring up whatever's on your mind. Just dial in via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. SACL-CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian. And Curtis. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy all the features that are there. They are free for you. And if you enjoy the program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can become an amplifier for as little as three bucks a month. We will take that money in and reinvest it into the program, thereby getting on more radio stations around the country, uh, bringing more internet listeners uh, on board with the show, and exposing new people to the ideas of freedom. So head over to live. Dot com to get signed up, get access to perks like the, uh, the Amp Only call-in lines, Amp Only forum, uh, commercial-free podcast, and more. Get all the details and get signed up at Amp.freetalklive.com.
1: I don't want to sound like Chicken Little or like I'm forecasting the the sky falling or anything like that, but did anybody hear Ben Bernanke's speech before the uh, Senate Finance Committee today? Afraid not. Yeah, it was riveting, uh, especially the— <laughs> Really? Par- the, actually, I listened to the whole thing. Um, wow. Uh, it, it was on the radio, and it was either listen to him or somebody else talking about— I don't know Lindsay Lohan or whatever they would listen. Right. Talk about. So what was it? What about? Well, it? there's one uh, one particular sentence that I found, and this is the one they're quoting all over the news: is the uh, marketplace is exceptionally unpredictable. Uh, at this point, is exceptionally unpredictable, or something like that. Exceptionally unpredictable, I, th- I believe, were the two words that went together. And then the stock market crashed. Um, it Went down by a hundred points when he said that. So. <laughs> maybe gold and silver might be the way to uh, invest your money at this point or you know as a hedge against inflation barter currency one of those things gold.freetalklive.com we've got gold and silver for you it's uh, the the coins that i've picked it out picked out there have uh, i i picked out for the sole purpose of you getting precious metals in your hands not some kind of collector currency or anything like that it's gold.freetalklive.com if you are a bad saver We've got a plan for you. You just have to call this uh, 800 number I'm going to give you here. Ask for the layaway plan. You can get uh, 20 coins of the ones off gold.freetalklive.com or or others. If you call this number, they'll they'll help you with other coins Uh, at Midas Resources. The number is 877-857-9938, 877-857-9938, and uh, ask for the layaway plan.
0: You know, Mark uh, Bernanke is is kind of right with his quote, though, that the market is unpredictable. I mean, he's saying it's more unpredictable than normal, but uh, Mark, the market is just unpredictable because, well, the marketplace is essentially the aggregate of the trillions and trillions of decisions that are being made at any given moment in time by any billions of people that are deciding what to do or what not to do uh, with their dollars in uh, you know as far as what they're doing i mean sure but
1: when the fed chairman gets um, you know gets on national radio and television in front of the senate finance committee and says Oh, we're up for a bumpy ride, folks! You know, it's going to be...
0: Well, no, the point I wanted to make was that uh, that that's a true statement. But what isn't true, or excuse me, another true statement is that the government is pretty predictable. Mm. So while the market may be unpredictable, it's pretty easy to predict what the federal government and the Federal Reserve are going to do. So to the end of, for instance, encouraging people to uh, protect their value with things like gold and silver... Uh, you can pretty much guarantee that the federal government the Federal Reserve is going to keep increasing the money supply <laughs> that 's pretty much a guarantee uh they they have an interest in doing that right. This is their economic model basically uh, so whenever there 's a problem with uh, with funding for the federal government, they just flip on the printing presses or increment some zeros in a com- you know numbers in a computer somewhere and you can pretty much count on that and you look at the value of the dollar dropping ni- some people will say ninety six percent over the last uh 90 years or 100 years so you look at that kind the of the
1: biggest drop has occurred since 71 when we were completely all tethers to precious metals were, were But it severed. keeps
0: dropping yeah. uh because it's the government currency and as you say they they removed the gold uh whatever tethering that they had to it at first it was silver and gold backing and then they removed that and then they removed the the what was it the, just the gold standard what what was it that they pulled in the 70s mark what was that uh, that called
2: what, weren't they allowing foreign governments to purchase Gold with U.S. dollars at the set rate it used to be for American citizens. At yeah, the, the one point, the American point there citizen was... couldn't do it, but they were still allowing foreign governments to. Mm. And vice versa, I believe. I believe it had to do with foreign governments.
0: So that went away in the 1970s, and then things started getting worse uh, for for gold. So that's what I'm well, saying. You some people predict. would
1: say it was better. It was, uh, it was. you know, there was liquidity in the marketplace. Yeah, yeah you,
2: but my point we, is we you We gave all predict. our gold to China and Saudi Arabia for $22 an ounce or something.
1: You, you can
0: absolutely predict what the government is, or is going to do. So anyway, gold.freetalklive.com. Uh, according to penlive.com, one minute Justin Barnes was standing in front of the Dragonfly Nightclub on 2nd North Street in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, handing out flyers for promoting a rap group's performance. The next thing the Harrisburg man knew, uh, knew he said he was lying on the ground, his eyes watering from sprayed irritant, a police baton held to his neck. Four police officers piled on him, his hands cuffed, and his back tingling from being shot with a taser. And there's a picture of him in this uh, this article, and he is not looking too uh, too
1: good. Yeah, things don't, it didn't sound like a good evening for this guy.
0: Barnes, 25, said Sunday night uh, that he was attacked as by by police as a result of racial profiling and was subjected to police brutality. He expects a fine for disorderly conduct, but has refi- received no paperwork. He wrote in an email to the Patriot News I was maced, uh, tased, and punched in the face. Harrisburg officials. Had nothing to say Sunday about the incident, which was shown in videos on YouTube and Facebook. In one video, at least seven Harrisburg police officers, including bicycle patrol officers, can be seen around a man lying in the street. One officer is seen repeatedly raising his arm and appearing to strike the man, who cannot be seen clearly. In another video on YouTube, the police officer, a police officer, can be seen spraying an aerosol into a crowd in front of the Dragonfly. The police, uh, the person rather, who posted that video said police were breaking up a fight between two women. Uh, According to another Facebook page, HPD Corrupt, (laughs) that's the the Harrisburg PD, was established Sunday morning with a photo of battered Barnes as its profile picture. By 9.45 Sunday, the page had nearly 300 friends, most of whom posted the same photo of Barnes in their profiles. The city's preliminary crime report, which uh, Harrisburg's website says reflects crimes reported to the police, showed no incidents in Harrisburg between 10.39 p.m. and 3 a.m. Sunday uh, the report lists no incidents on 2nd Street or on Saturday night or Sunday morning. Now, what do you think the explanation for that is? I mean, you've got all these people who said they had the, they saw the police. They've got video evidence of the police spraying a crowd with pepper spray and beating a man, apparently, uh, in the middle of the street or on the sidewalk or whatever. And the police are saying, what? What are you talking about? We didn't have any calls. Our officers didn't respond to anything. We don't
1: know what you're saying. No, you don't know. It's, a, it's a strange response. What? It was a quiet Sunday night, right? Well, I mean, you know, there's there's video of people in police uniforms spraying and beating people. I, I suppose they could try to uh, to to make it seem like it wasn't their officers. But, you know, it, it's, it's going to be the, the more officers there are, the less likely it's going to be that they can be, uh, you know, say that, oh, this is just some crazy people or something.
0: Oh, so according to uh, the story here at PenLive.com, a police dispatch bureaucrat said she had no information or news releases about any incidents on 2nd Street. Uh, Dolphin County Night Court spokes bureaucrat said there was no record of Barnes having been arraigned. So it sounds like they just beat the hell out of the guy and then that was that. I mean, why, why bother filing a report? then there will actually be some punishment. sort of right well then there will be some sort of actual paper trail for uh, for at least you know the, the throwaway investigation whatever it would end up being to follow now there's not even that now they'll just deny even being there oh that wasn't us it was a gang of people who was dressed like us like the cops yeah like
1: a criminal gang was another criminal gang
0: dressed well, in blue well what other excuse could they possibly have
1: well, I would say that they probably uh, what the claim is going to be is, oh, well, we didn't, we weren't, we didn't realize that our bureaucracy, uh, you know, was a little befuddling to us. Yes, in fact, those were our officers, but uh, it was uh, we've done an investigation and it was all on the up and up.
0: But don't worry, Brenda Alton, the uh, mayor's interim spokesperson, said she was not aware of the incident and could not comment. However, she did say she would try to reach Police Chief Pierre Ritter to have him call the Patriot News. Guess where you go? Guess what happened?
1: um at, as of this printing uh, they they had not received a call back
0: correct ritter had not called by midnight <laughs> and a second call to the spokes bureaucrat for the mayor ms alton was not answered so they, you know they picked up the phone the one time not knowing what was going on the spokes bureaucrat had no idea what had happened and then that was the last she wanted to talk to the news about this uh barnes who by the way the victim here uh, is a whole five foot six inches tall and all of 130 pounds uh He's a
1: mountain of a man. He's
0: a club promoter. It's not like he's a security officer.
1: (laughs) Very strange. Uh, It must be a case of mistaken identity. The cops thought that somebody did something, I don't know, and uh, they thought that Barnes was it, so they just jumped on him. Sound right?
0: He says, I was passing out flyers. I heard a small fight in front of the dragonfly, and I didn't see anyone spray mace, but I felt it in my eyes. People started scrambling, and the cops sprayed the whole crowd. I was disoriented. Barnes said that as he tried to get away from the spray... He bumped into a police officer. Mm. He said, I couldn't get my eyes open. They yelled at me and one pushed me. I didn't get loud or curse. I just asked for water to get it out of my eyes. I was an innocent bystander. I don't think the water helps. He said that when he asked for his name or, excuse me, when he asked for the name and badge number of the officers who sprayed the irritant, the officers pushed him again. He said, they treated me like I wasn't human. They held my hands behind my back and threw me on the ground so my face hit the ground. Four 200-pound officers jumped on top of me. They maced me in my face again while I was on the ground. They tased me two times on my lower spine. One officer punched me in the back. Then they picked me up and dragged me to the paddy wagon. 800-259-9231. The Sakel CAI toll-free line. More about the beating in Harrisburg, uh, Pennsylvania, that the police are pretending just didn't happen. There's more coming up. You can take control of the airwaves. Hour two's on the way. Free talk live.
5: My worst day ever? I'm waiting in this crazy line at the DMV. So, I'm checking the web. Zero responses to my new resume. My 98%
4: compatibility match now just wants to be friends. And hackers have taken over my Facebook account. I just thought, has the whole world turned against me? It's not the whole world that's turned against you. It's the internet. Private, inaccurate, or unflattering information posted about you online can hurt your reputation, your career, and even your relationships. But now, help is available. It's called Reputation Defender. Reputation Defender controls your privacy online and manages how you look when someone Googles you. Reputation Defender continuously monitors everything about you on the web, including 40 social networks. It also removes your personal information from websites that collect and sell it, protecting your privacy. Go to MyReputation.com or call us at 877-720-6497. 877-720-6497. Use promo code BLACK for a special discount on our revolutionary service.
0: Free Talk Live. We are launching into the second hour of the program, and you can take control of the airwaves just by dialing in toll free at 800 259 9231. That is the SACL CAI toll free line, 1 800 259 9231. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com, where all the features are totally free. So enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Uh, by the way, right now, as we speak, uh, the activists here in the Keene area are preparing to head up. And do a candlelight vigil. It has been a long time since uh, the activists have done a vigil up this way, and it's because one of their own, uh, one of our own, is sitting in a jail cell right now with a $5,000 bail, uh, all for having the courage to stand up for a woman who was being kidnapped by men in uniforms.
2: Well, that was a 1,000 of it, if I understand correctly. The other 4,000 was if you're happy and you know it, shake your chains.
1: Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this uh, Rich Paul uh, activist here uh, apparently. A thousand dollar bond was what he was going to get. And I believe he's out on bond in several locations at this point for all kinds of I was kind of surprised he was actually going to be given a bond. Right, bond I was too. Or... So, um, th- 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 But then basically he was given a $1,000 bond, and then uh, he's you know the judge asked him sort of how he felt about that. <laughs> and uh, he said, yeah. if you're happy and you know uh, it, uh, shake your chains. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's funny. It okay? was
0: hilarious, but that judge doesn't have a very good sense of humor.
1: Well, um, I, that judge he has, asked. has, has he asked his right. opinion. I mean, come on. <laughs> has uh, Sorry, a that's
0: lo- the wrong opinion. 5000 <laughs> so and then he threatened him with contempt by the way right after that
1: yes um so you know if we're talking about the vigils here since you brought it up
0: well we will but i just wanted to say that's okay. what's happening we're probably going to get an update it hasn't started yet uh marv from liberty on tour the mobile authority resistance vehicle has just left the uh the free talk live studios and uh we'll be heading up that way here shortly to cart a whole bunch of people out in front of that very same robed man's house and uh, hold a nice little candlelight vigil. So we'll uh, we'll let you know if anything transpires as the night goes on. But uh, want to get uh, to the rest of this story here real quick, uh, and we'll get to your phone calls. The story is from Pennsylvania Harrisburg, where outside of the Dragonfly Club, a young man who was all of five foot six tall and one hundred and thirty pounds uh, was beaten by the police, uh, jumped on, piled on by multiple two hundred pound cops, tased twice. Uh, he was pepper sprayed. While he was on the ground with the police over him, they picked him up and dragged him to the paddy wagon. He was punched in the back. Uh, the people saw uh, they threw him to the ground. They hit his face on the ground. When they threw him to the ground, people who were around with video cameras saw multiple punches being leveled by the police. And I could imagine that while you're being beaten like this, it's probably hard to count the amount of uh, blows that you receive. So, uh, just a little bit more info here. Uh, Alexis Beard, who was out with friends... And by the way, I think the most interesting part about this story, because, well, I mean, you hear stories about people getting beaten by the police all the time. That's not unusual these days. But what's interesting is the police apparently covering it up entirely. I mean, normally they... Normally, they, they'll they admit to being somewhere, but they'll come up with a story as to, you know, what our side of the story is, what this thug really did to us. And, you know, and then, of course, the investigation finds out that everything the police did was just fine and by the book, etc. But in this case, the police are denying ever having an incident. They are denying that their officers were, uh, were ever there. There's no evidence of uh, this man being arraigned. Uh, but yet he was dragged to the paddy wagon. So what's the rest of the story? How did they take him to the paddy wagon and... Uh, He ends up actually saying they booked him, or at least he thought so. Alexis Beard, who was out with friends, said she witnessed the scene as she stood outside a pizza place nearby. She said when the bars let out, two cops started pepper spraying into the crowd. Uh, She said then more cops came. People in the crowd were gasping for air. Some
1: were choking. I wonder what it's... uh (laughs) You know, if I decide to to walk up to a police officer, this seems sounds like a really bad idea, kids. Uh, kids, don't do this. Um, to walk up to a police officer and pepper spray him in the face, and what am I going to get? Aggravated assault uh, with a with the potential of up to ten years in prison. Does that yeah, sound right, right to you? So um, the idea that these police officers can just you know uh, randomly <laughs> spray pepper spray out into the crowd, it, it's it's ridiculous. Well, they were rowdy. Who 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 was rowdy? Two
0: people that were fighting and uh, it could have gotten out of control. So you, had to s- shoot adults, so you sprayed the whole crowd. Yeah, why not?
1: Why not dr- call in the C- uh, C-17 and drop a big uh, pepper spray bomb on them all? She says
0: that uh, more cops came and they were t- people were choking some couldn't breathe and their eyes were burning they sprayed That's what this pepper spray does. They sprayed mace like you spray air freshener.
1: <laughs>
0: Barnes walked into the cop because his uh, this is the victim walked into the cop because his eyes were closed she said so she is confirming his story.
1: I've gotten have sp- sprayed myself with pepper spray before I know what this is like you absolutely can't open your eye you're completely mm. incapacitated. And
0: he wasn't hit directly he was just one of the multitudes of victims that uh, that had it enough to where he was unable to, uh, to function. When he asked a cop questions, the cop told him to go away. He stood still with his eyes closed, she said. She saw one officer push Barnes and another drag him. The cops swung him around and threw him to the ground face down. A bunch of cops piled on him. I saw a, co- a cop beat him with his baton. He wasn't resisting, but they tasered him. I saw his body shake. As dozens of people recorded the scene on cell phones, Beard said she heard one officer yell, "I better not see this on the internet, or what? Or I'm going to get even more mad, (laughs) right? Like, how's he going to know who put it on the internet? How's he going to track him down?
1: I am going to be upset with all of you people. They'll just they'll say whatever they can't. I'll be a little more glad that I sprayed pepper spray like it was air freshener all over, and you people got teary eyes and coughed."
0: Yeah. They'll they'll just say whatever they can think up uh to intimidate you, to get them to get you to go along with what they want you to do. And thank goodness people did record this and did put it up on YouTube. Absolutely. This
2: and is, are soon to be charged with felony wiretapping. This is right if they can it be
1: could caught. Be. Um, this is the uh, this is the only way to combat this kind of behavior from police
0: is, is to have video cameras. Yes. Right. Because
1: fighting and the respectables is not gonna- will say essentially, look, if you weren't out at the club, you know, that drinking late at night is bad. Mm. You're bad young people for drinking late at night. The respectables would say that that's fine because, you know, that they go to sleep early. So Barnes, the victim, uh, or, excuse me,
0: Barnes, yeah, he uh, spent 45 minutes in a police wagon, during which time no one checked on him and he wasn't given any medical attention. He said he was taken to the police station, fingerprinted and photographed. Kim Holloway of Harrisburg, a bartender at, uh, and, and, uh, at Egypt and Barnes' cousin, said she took him to Harrisburg Hospital after he was released. Uh, she said Justin is mellow and doesn't fight. He wasn't drinking, he was working. Again, he's a concert promoter. He's handing out flyers. He's
1: not out trying to kick his customers in the shin. She showed pictures she had taken
0: of Barnes with bruises and swelling on both sides of his face, a swollen left eye, bruised left knee, and a white shirt nearly ripped in half. Barnes said he was treated at the hospital and released, and by Sunday night he had a headache, neck pain, and back pain. He hopes to be able to speak uh, about the incident uh, today. Uh, The incident happened on a typical Saturday night, according to the owner of a different uh, cantina on a nearby street. Justin Barnes is a good guy, he said. He was just handing out flyers in front of the Dragonfly. So they booked him, or he believed that he was booked. I mean, he was fingerprinted, he was photographed. It sounds to me like the police basically tried to make it seem like they were doing something to this guy as far as like the legal process is concerned. Obviously, they did something by beating the hell out of him, uh, but then they went through the process of pretending
1: like... You can't like, just beat the hell out of somebody you don't arrest, right? That's the idea.
0: And then they went through the process of pretending like they arrested him because there's no evidence they actually arrested this man as far as the legal system is concerned. There's no incident report. There's no arraignment. There's nothing. There's no evidence that this guy was actually... It sounds to me like they beat him threw him in the back of a paddy wagon, took him down to the police station, fingerprinted him, took his
1: photos, and turned him loose. It's, that's what it sounds like. They could always use your photo and fingerprints. That's always useful. Right, right.
0: Well, let's, let's, book this. let's pretend like we're booking him and we will not want to just fill out any paperwork and then no one will be able to question that we were actually there beating the heck out of him.
2: Well, it sounds like the guy should get in touch with this state's um, civil liberties union. It's always a good and idea. See if they can't find that information, which I imagine the fingerprints in the picture are probably missing by now.
0: It's a good question. Who knows what's really going on here, but uh, yet another example of police brutality. We continue here with your phone calls. Uh, Let's talk to Todd in Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Todd.
6: Hey, Neil, Curtis, and Mark. How are you guys doing? There's no
0: Neil here, uh, but uh, Ian and Mark and Curtis. I'm
6: sorry. Uh, um, Ian, sorry.
0: What's on your mind tonight, Todd?
6: Yeah, um, I I just wanted to let you guys know about something that happened a couple of days ago. Uh, I noticed this today. Uh, have you guys ever heard of Jane Neal Shulman?
0: Yeah, I uh, heard his name for the first time last week during this controversy that has uh, kind of blown up between a science fiction author, uh, J- Neal Smith, L. Neal Smith. And I guess he's one of the other so-called libertarian sci-fi authors that is very in favor of intellectual property, this Shulman. Yep. Okay, so I know you've got more to tell, so hang on, Todd. More uh, with Todd here in a moment. Your calls as well at 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live.
5: In the decades to come, hardy adventurers will colonize the solar system, rediscovering freedom and finding vast new wealth. But the government of Earth will seek to extend its power and claim that wealth as its own any way it can. Escape from Terra, Volume 1. The first trade paperback collection of the popular adventure webcomic series is available now for $12.95 from Big Head Press at BigHeadPress.com.
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features there, uh, including our bulletin board system. You can go and interact with other listeners. In fact, there are over 500,000 posts. A lot to talk about there. Uh, You can find it all. Serious issues, fun stuff over at bbs.freetalklive.com. School Sucks Podcast provides ideas and information about the eventual end of childhood subjugation because indoctrination plus regurgitation plus graduation does not add up to real education. Visit schoolsucksproject.com to learn more. That's schoolsucksproject.com. As we continue here, Ian Curtis and Mark in the studio taking your phone calls. Todd is with us in Michigan. Todd, you uh, brought up a, a libertarian sci-fi author, uh, J. Neil Shulman. Uh, Curtis apparently is familiar with this. Uh, Curtis was surprised. I'd never heard of the guy before, but I'm not really much of a fiction reader, and I can't even remember the last time I read fiction. Uh, it's but, like
2: one of two Agoras novels. It's like there's two of them out there, and you've read neither one.
0: Yeah, I don't even know. Yeah, I don't see any reason why I should read an Agoras novel. You're, you're and, in one of them. Really? You're a character oh, in one of these novels, too, right, and you're like, right.
2: eh, I don't have time.
0: Yeah, I really. Uh, I really wish I could make more time. I should make more time for reading. It's it's on my list of things to do, but it's I've got other things that are priority. I'm afraid. So anyway, uh, Todd, what was uh, why'd you bring this guy up?
6: Well, the reason I brought him up is, well, as you well know, Daniel um, Smith's article came out on Libertarian Enterprise, which I used to write for several years back.
0: Yeah, it's and, about intellectual property, and really, it's just a, a hit piece against anybody who's ever done file sharing or believes that ideas should be free. Uh, th- that thinks that copyright and patents are just uh, government aggression against I think, people.
2: I think hit piece is being too kind. It was just a rambling. It was ridiculous. I no. really was surprised a writer actually hit send and submit on that. Honestly, that I haven't attached to it because it was so bad. Yeah, I haven't honestly oh, read the thing. So I read
6: the myself, and to be quite honest, it really wasn't a cogent piece defending IP. The problem was that he was rambling on um, about his disagreement, his vitriol over uh, his little document, the Covenant of Unanimous Consent, Mm -hmm. which the Shire Society took as the basis, the foundation for their... um, Declaration. This is true. Um, and uh, the interesting, the, the problem is, is that Jane Neal decided to jump in. L. Neal. And,
0: no, no,
1: and, it's, uh, and, and, no, it's oh, Jane Neal, Neal Schulman. Okay, I, I'm sorry. I corrected <laughs> you too of, early. Jay Neal jumped in. Uh, a lot go of ahead. Neals here, and I guess they're both
0: buddies, right? So uh, this other J. Neal jumped in to assist L. Neal.
6: Right. And basically, there's three paragraphs on his Facebook um, message, if you don't mind me reading them.
0: Go for, go for um,
6: it. Basically, he says, lately we have witnessed the rise of a movement, a thuggish crusade wrapped in the tattered robes of academic respectability, respectability being in quotes, against intellectual property rights dedicated to stripping creative individuals of whatever they create to expropriate it for some imagined greater good and to attack the creators viciously and defame them if they should be so gauche as to object to being stolen from. Their principal argument, argument in quotes, seems to be now that almost everything is digitized and can be duplicated, manipulated, and transported by means of electronics, that this somehow removes the moral obligation of civilized beings to respect the rights of others and honor their propriety. It's fundamentally the same argument that victim disarmament advocates make when they claim ignoring the principle involved that the authors of the Second Amendment couldn't handle anticipate machine guns. Even more, it's like a rapist saying afterward, hey, if you were a virgin, at least that's taken care of now. And if you weren't, then you haven't really lost anything, have you? True, I benefited from your sexuality, but you still have it, don't you? And if you didn't want to get raped, you had no business going out in public and spraying pheromones all over did he just fairness, compare did, I'm a real victim here
0: <laughs> did, did he just compare uh, himself uh, or El Neal Smith, these uh, so-called libertarian sci-fi authors to a rape victim
6: yeah, basically they're, they're basically That's what I thought uh, I heard. calling us he's basically calling us thieves. Us and, meaning
0: people who uh, believe that ideas should be free and that uh, that right. you know, we bar- and
6: he's likened us to socialists, rapists, and collectivists. Basically, yeah. what it boils down to in a nutshell.
0: Well, and they don't really um, have anything. Uh, they don't really have anything intele- uh, intellectual to say on this because all they can think about is how upset they are that someone would dare take one of their ideas and modify it. Really, that's what this is all about. It's about, as you pointed out, the Shire Society uh, folks took. Uh, they used O'Neill uh, Smith's covenant to base their society declaration on, and he was given credit for it, and despite all that, it's still upsetting to them because the ideas were changed, because his precious ideas were modified, and they believe that when they come up with an idea, that they have the right to protect that idea for all eternity from anybody else that might want to borrow the idea and use it for their own purposes.
6: Yeah. It's like like Ellen Neal um, basically saying, well, how dare you took my original document and improved upon it? You didn't come to
1: me and
0: ask me for Well, he doesn't believe it was approved upon. He believes it was, uh, you know, basically crapped upon.
1: Well, I think that there's there's a difference between an idea and a work of art. Like, you know, an idea is something that you have, and a work of art is something that you create. Mm-hmm. I think that there's such thing as this sort of this idea of intellectual property. However, these guys take it to an end and aren't aren't spending any kind of time in, uh, thinking about it. Like How does intellectual property... Property work in this world, um, I I can have a uh, a gold watch that was passed down from my grandfather to his grandfather, grandfather, grandfather. You know, from two hundred years ago. However, does it make any sense that my grandfather wrote a song and then nobody in my family has had to work uh, since then because that song was so popular? That just doesn't make any sense.
6: Right, Mark, and it even goes a little bit further than that. For example, um, I'm I'm a songwriter myself, and I've written a number of tunes over the years. And just re- until fairly recently, I started using the Creative Commons license, which is an alternative to the copyright uh, mechanism that so many artists and creators use. I
1: thought it was an augment well, to the copyright.
6: Well, yeah. Okay. But here's the thing. Um, it's, um, it's very easy to sue somebody for, say, sampling a tiny bit of a song because, well, you didn't ask for permission or you just improved upon it. But... You rarely hear somebody going after a lyricist for taking a phrase from another lyric from another song. Mm. It just rarely happens.
0: You, or you've you got the fan fiction it. out there where uh, people will take ideas, they'll take characters, they'll, they'll take situations. Uh, you know, they'll take some uh, scenes from. From uh, popular movies like Star Wars, for yeah. instance, and they'll go out and they'll create their own fan uh, fiction fan to fiction. share. No, and right, Often not they don't get paid it. for
1: it. And the next step down from that is, what about kids? When when I was a kid, I used to run around with my <laughs> friend with a you know <laughs> you know I I'd, you, I'd I have a trash you. can lid. I'd pretend to be Captain America. Have I yeah. uh, you know stepped upon Marvel? You have crapped upon. Right. I've uh, I've, I've raped Marvel yeah. comics. I bent them over over in, a, in an alley somewhere, and I took their sexuality. No, this is absolute nonsense. Thanks,
0: Todd, for the call. I appreciate hearing from you tonight. You know what's uh, interesting? If L. Neal Smith thought he had it bad with the Shire Society borrowing some of his ideas and turning them into the Shire Society Declaration, wait until he hears about what some of the people over at the Free Talk Live BBS have planned. <laughs> These guys, like, El Neal Smith is going to forget... Everything about the Shire Society. As soon as he finds out about this, because way gonna, to make
1: friends over there, fellows.
0: Uh, I did. Yeah, I, well, I have nothing to do with this. But uh, their proposal is that they're going to create tor- a torrent with Elmieal Smith's books in audiobook f- versions. So they're going to read his books into audiobooks and then create a torrent, and put that online so, to share his books free to the entire world in audiobook format. I think. Uh, don't think he's going to be too happy about that. It's free talk live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Again, you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got our webcam there, which allows you to watch and listen and chat and you can uh, you can get interactive with other listeners there because the chat room is built in to the very same page as the webcam. Go to cam.freetalklive.com. Uh, if you want, you can pop them both out and have the chat and the cam separated. Uh, but either way, it works. Uh, whatever works best for you, we've got a configuration for you. And it's all free, so go to cam.freetalklive.com and know this, that the Free Talk Live webcam is brought to you by Memory Dealers. Dot
1: .com Memory Dealers offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers including SFPs, XFPs, GBICs, Zenpacs, and X2s that are 100% compatible with all the major networking equipment manufacturers including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP. At up to 99% off of list price. I went over there and I looked at this website and they're not getting. They really are up to 99% off of list price. You can go uh, check out MemoryDealers.com yourself and see these great rates on optical transceivers. They also have uh, great prices on, and service on used networking equipment such as Cisco routers and switches for uh, you folks that aren't in the uh, IT business.
0: All right, so we're going to continue here with your phone calls. Ladies first, Michelle Seven is with us from New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Michelle.
7: Hi, Ian. How are you? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, I wanted to comment on um, Mark's uh, uh, comment about Ben Bernanke, but while I was on hold, I heard mention of the No School podcast, and it reminded me that recently here in um, New Hampshire, there's been a development of the Shire School, and that's pretty exciting, a, um, a an alternative to the a uh, free market alternative to what is out there and uh as part of
0: the shire school
7: that, yeah oh, very and cool. people yeah and they are being kind of solicited to see if they have something that they can contribute to the education of the kids and so forth and and in line with that sam dodson is apprenticing my youngest son who's 14 in uh, filmmaking and lighting and videography and everything, which is a pretty unique and spectacular education opportunity for a, a young man.
0: Wow, that's really neat. So, so basically, yeah. you're going to have people that are interested in uh, in providing uh, assistance to uh, homeschoolers and unschooled kids, and uh, get them all together and network them. That's is that how it's going to work?
7: Exactly, and so that there isn't this. You know, step-by-step, step. okay, so you go to school, and you sit in the classroom, and you receive a degree, and then you go to another school, and you receive a degree, and you walk out like a zombie after 16 years of supposed education, and you have no skills and no interest in learning, and you're just spoon-fed. This is actually active education on the part of the students. Be nice.
0: Fantastic. I think it sounds great, Mark. Now you're raising a two-year-old boy. At this point, uh, do you feel like you
1: might get involved in something like this? Hey, I, I'm gonna, you know, as he gets older, I'm gonna take a look at what's uh, what's developed. And uh, there are a lot of uh, sort of people with families here that are developing all kinds of uh, alternative education uh, and more programs. are coming too. Yeah. There's more families moving. It's it's been our intention all along to homeschool Jack or whatever terminology is. Teach Jack ourselves, and I think that he'll end up with a better education, quite honestly, as a result. But I mean, by by ourselves, I just sort of mean outside the public school system so if other people have things to offer i'm certain we'll be involved great michelle anything
0: else you want to share
7: so yeah actually so the original purpose of my call was um to comment on the uh, ben Bernanke
0: uh ah, yes
7: conference or whatever and he there was a quote in blue on uh, bloomberg today it says we will continue to carefully assess ongoing financial and economic developments And we remain prepared to take further policy actions as needed to foster a return to full utilization of our nation's productive potential in a context of price stability. So I'm going to hang up, and although that that statement is rich with um, opportunity to bash it from a free market perspective, if you guys could just focus in on the phrase, our nation's productive potential, I'd like to hear what y'all have to say about that.
1: Thanks, Michelle. Appreciate the call. So I, I guess my thought on it is, is that somehow um, the nation can't reach its productive potential without having to have a, a fiat currency that's controlled by essentially the the wealthiest bankers in the world. Um, and I, you know, this I was I was listening to the, the him talk about terms like liquidity and things like that in the marketplace, which essentially is. You know, when when they talk about liquidity, it is um, it's a euphemism for stealing people's money um, through printing more money, through stealing people's value out of their money by printing more money, and it, it sort of made me sad. And uh, when I was when I was listening to Pern- Bernanke today, but it, it it's just an incredible amount of hubris. We created this incredible problem that we we, we the bankers, the, oh, the, the, the big okay. bankers of gotcha. America, created this incredible actually the world, but you know uh, America is the marketplace of the world. And created this incredible problem, and now we're going to fix it for you so that we can be heroes. It's mm. it's incredible, and people just don't see them as having created the problem, I guess. I don't know.
0: one eight hundred two 259 Let's continue with your calls. Eric is in British Columbia. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian Curtis and Mark.
1: Yes,
5: excellent segue into the subject I want to talk about.
1: Okay, go ahead. Lay it on us.
5: Last we talked, uh, we were talking about uh, you asked if uh, you were to loan Mark uh, some money at, at usury. If that was inherently bad,
0: what define usury?
5: Um, I would define usury as, um, uh, basically loaning money that can't be paid back.
1: Okay. okay. so 1% is that usury? No, 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 no. no that's he he you didn't even listen. To it. Money that simply cannot be paid back. Right,
0: but as I recall from Eric's earlier calls, he doesn't believe that uh any loans at an interest rate can be paid back.
5: Well, uh if if you take the interest as a form of uh wealth other than the currency that you are loaning, um then it it can be paid uh but if you if you are requesting that the interest is paid in the currency that i'm loaning out it literally can't be paid back.
1: Well, it can when you, when you look at it individually. It, however, it cannot on the aggregate. And what you're well, trying to say— Well, talking
0: about in a fiat currency system, right? right? In, in,
1: in a world where um, the the, uh, the bankers of the world loan the Treasury Department uh, you know, X number of dollars, and then they expect X plus Y back in interest. Obviously, Y can't be paid. However, I don't know that that necessarily is the definition of usury, but we'll, we can use that as, as the well, terminology for usury.
5: The, um, that traditionally, that is actually the uh, definition of it. Uh,
1: I don't know that uh, the that's true. Every time I've, I've ever heard usury used, it just means using uh, – it either means using interest or excessive interest. It means
0: exce- – the dictionary definition well, is excessive interest.
1: That's wasn't, what the is. The original like? definition was just charging interest, period. That's what money the
0: bankers would like you to believe.
1: Okay. Right. okay. I, I, where are you getting your information from then? Because I've got 39 years of experience in reading you know, fiction from all over the world, uh, you know, uh, economics uh, tomes from all over the world. I, just, I, I, I have no uh, uh, reference for what you're saying. I, just, I don't believe that to be the definition of usury. If you want to define that as usury, that's fine. We can work from there and have a, a conversation you know, in, that, in that form, but I just don't believe it's true.
0: Um, so what were you getting uh, getting to? So let's let's take your definition of usury, which is pretty much anything, uh, any amount of interest in the same currency as what it is you make the loan in.
5: Yeah, it, it's something that literally can't be paid back.
0: Okay, why can't, why can't it be paid back? If I oh if I get a thousand
1: dollar loan, <laughs> <laughs> if I get a
2: thousand dollar loan from X, and I take the thousand dollars and I purchase some capital, and I use that capital to create more more wealth, how how can I pay back the thousand dollars plus interest? Is this the whole argument that there's a finite amount of money in the supply and, then, yeah, and that's the money, basically money argument. plus money
0: owed is more than there's actually money? Yeah. So therefore, even if you can pay it back in the aggregate, there are people who have to lose in order for you to be able to, uh, to pay that back. It's basically my understanding of Eric's point as he's pounded it in again and again, uh, pretty much the same point every single time you call. Well, so, let me
5: make another point. If, if you don't come up with a monetary policy, then you're basically going to be relegated to barter
0: okay i don't think you understand i still don't think you understand uh eric exactly what we uh on free talk live believe about monetary policy but i'll tell you what, what we'll hold on to you we'll talk about it here coming up in a okay. moment because it deserves to be clarified uh, there's a lot of uh, misinformation out there about this and we'll come back in moments 800-259-9231 the SACL C A I toll free freeline this is free talk live Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 per month. You'll get perks and you'll help us free more minds worldwide. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Dial in via the toll free number 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. 1-800-259-9231, 1-800-259-9231, and you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Give you the features there for free, and if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, buy your stuff at amazon.freetalklive.com. You know you've got stuff you want to purchase, and you know that Amazon is the world's largest internet retailer selling all kinds of stuff uh, in dozens of categories. And you get free super saver shipping when you buy brand new items, typically. And not all new items, but a whole lot of them. And they've even got used items. So if you need to save a few extra bucks, that's always a way you can go, too. So get your shopping done and Free Talk Live benefits when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. We're back with Eric calling from British Columbia. Now, Eric, you've called in uh, with your refrain at this point about how it is that uh, that usury is all loans that have interest... Uh, any interest that's in the same currency as the original loan. And I think that your point on that is is a good point if you're talking about a fiat currency system, which, strangely enough, you have said in the past that you support. Now, to bring our listeners up to speed, fiat currency is what uh, pretty much every country in the world has, where the government just prints out money pretty much from uh, thin air and they declare that it's worth uh, worth something by fiat they uh, declare uh via legal tender right. laws there's, there's nothing backing a dollar it's yeah. just you know the government it's says accepted it's a
2: as taxes basically
0: yeah. so yeah in that kind of a situation uh, where there's no real value behind the money, then it kind of makes sense what you're saying that well, there's only so many, there's only so much in circulation, and so in order to pay back a loan at, uh, with interest, it has to come from somewhere else that's uh, that's out there. That, that kind of I get that, right? But uh, but you, you you ended your uh, your uh, you ended the last segment by saying that we need to have this monetary policy, and you went on about what you thought it should be. But I think that there doesn 't need to be any kind of policy. I think that the best policy is none whatsoever, and to allow the marketplace to decide what is and is not acceptable as uh, as a go between as a as a currency it doesn 't have to be uh, this this false choice that you gave either uh, you have a monetary policy or it's barter, uh, you can have... Well, the...
1: it is sort of. Um, that's, that's sort of yeah, the Yeah, but truth.
0: barter makes it sound like you're trading chickens for coconuts. And uh, <laughs> and if you don't have the chickens, then you can't get the what you want, that kind of thing. Whereas the marketplace will come up with go-betweens. It will come up with uh, mediums of exchange, and those mediums ex- of exchange will compete... And because the mediums of exchange, like gold and silver backed currencies, will have something valuable backing them, uh, the additional wealth that is created in the economy will allow for more of that medium exchange to be uh, to be created in in relation to that additional wealth coming into the economy so you don 't have that problem where interest becomes this kind of uh unpayable situation you would be able to pay back the interest because as you were doing good things with that money, you would be creating wealth as Curtis pointed out, and that wealth comes uh, that wealth would be generated into uh to
1: new funds into the system.
5: I hope you guys are getting a check from the bankers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I do not understand how you uh, think I could possibly be working for a banker. You're the central planner, uh, Eric. Yeah, you're I'll the one. Aren't you the guy that supports
5: fiat
2: currency and you're, you're accusing us to be you, you the hold of the read bankers? read a lot
5: of things in the what I've said that, uh, you know, it's just like, anyway.
2: Um, Out- outline your um, ideal currency or monetary
0: program. But you just
1: wrote off 20 minutes. Um. <laughs> Give me the rough outlines.
2: Yeah,
0: give us an executive summary so Curtis knows what your uh, your plot is. Your your fiat currency, Eric. What would it be? Because we know you support it. It's not a
5: fiat currency. Okay, okay. What is it? If if you are in debt for a certain amount of currency uh, that I have captured, like a thousand dollars, you've borrowed a thousand dollars and you bought something for me from me for for a thousand dollars. You need to recapture that $1,000. That's not really a fiat currency.
0: Well, no, you're not answering our question. What would your currency be? What would your monetary system be based on? Uh, Describe wh- the go-between. Describe the, uh, the, the, the product that people would pass between one another in order to do business. How, how would it be different from today?
5: It's, it's just simply Debt. There, there's no interest attached to it. Well, there's no usury attached but to
0: it. You're not describing. You're talking is this about your, what you're. you're is, ta- is this your ideal? Sounds like I'm talking system?
5: crazy talk. Uh,
0: no, you're talking you, about what you want loans to be. We're asking you about the the, uh, the actual money that we're talking about here. Is it a federal uh, bank that is printing out the money that you're using to uh, to give these no interest loans? Where does the money come well, from?
5: Well, who else would it be? Is the it, marketplace. People in search of profit, people who would create money. You're going to allow somebody to come in there and just start printing dollars. Yes.
1: No. Yes. Absolutely. You can print whatever yes. you want. Print Look, all you well, want, but m- I won't but take t- it for payment. Parker Brothers prints money too. People just don't accept it in uh, in exchange for goods and services except for the little cards for properties on uh, monopoly. So well, you can print whatever you want to print and you can call it money if that's what you want to do. Well, I guarantee that you that, that, many that money people take. It.
5: They uh, and and whatever whoever's printing that currency However much that's worth now, in five minutes, it's going to be worth half of that.
1: You do not understand worth anything See, if you print it. Uh, that's what I'm trying to tell you. I'm saying in the marketplace that this is the marketplace, not the government, not somebody who can hold a gun to your, set, your head and say, this is money. And if you don't accept it at money, we're going to shoot you or throw you in jail right. or do whatever. It, in the marketplace, people are going to exchange goods and services for what they want them to be. Now, likely it'll be... Precious you know, metals and, and that money will with, be vetted with, if
5: with if, checking if, and debit card transactions that can work, but that's still. Uh, what are you
0: talking about?
5: Just
2: just like we could have uh, uh, digital <laughs> digital silver by by the gram, we can just as easily have warehouse receipts that are for an ounce of silver or whatnot. This so you're going
5: to trust somebody to come into your world with a pound of gold and say, "I trust me. I'm only going to print." Uh, pounds worth of notes.
1: It's called audits. It's called third uh, third party right. independent audits. This was audit. a problem. And this was a problem at the time of Christ. Surely that's that's true. And, but now we live in a digital and, age of video and, cameras and and the internet. We can and, handle this. What well, tiny issue? And I'm going
5: to loan out those notes plus interest.
1: Sounds okay. good to me. Yeah, absolutely because right. the interest... interest interest is what you pay in order to get a loan given to you. Right. Otherwise, why do I give it to you if I'm just going to get back what I what I lent you? Right, what's the because incentive?
5: There's a racket. You the, the, there's a racket. You You can't are not answering the question.
0: You are not answering the questions <laughs> here. The question is, what is the incentive of for me as somebody who's got some money to lend to actually lend it out?
5: You Money doesn't multiply itself. Okay? You don't. It you are so dense. Itself.
0: Thank you for the call. I'm sorry. I can't handle it anymore. We have explained it to you over and over again. Sure. And I if don't you know buy, how else to do if, it. If
1: you take 100 ounces of gold out as a loan, and there are only 100 ounces of gold in the world, then it is true that I can't pay back 110 ounces of gold with the 10 uh, 10 ounces being the interest. That much is what what he's saying is true. However, there are all kinds of other stores of wealth in the world. Mm-hmm. Maybe I can pay it back with silver. Maybe I can pay it back with the sweat of my brow. Maybe or, I can pay it back with you know whatever. There's all maybe, kinds of ways that people can uh you know exchange goods and services. Or maybe
0: somebody will mine some more gold out and add that into uh you know the The mix, so to speak, and and so. But the fact is, I'm not going to get all of the gold lent to me. It's impossible. It's economically an impossibility. And so, what we're talking to here is somebody who really just doesn't even understand the basic concepts that we're discussing he doesn't understand how the marketplace could provide a, uh, a currency or multiple currencies. It, that's even more bewildering uh, to him. And, and I understand. I mean, it's a. I suppose it's a pretty difficult thing to, to kind of grasp if all you've ever been used to is having this one-size-fits-all currency shoved down your throat by uh, the government people. But to call us utopian because we believe that... the keepers of the New World
1: Order, my to, friend.
0: To, to, I'm sorry, to call us utopian because we believe that the marketplace can handle providing a product or a service that is in demand I mean, that's what we're talking about here. Money like, is a disservice, a product that is in demand by people in the marketplace. The
1: idea that the market would not be able to provide that is It's barter already. Ludicrous. I mean, I'm bartering little green bills. And I, when the United States government mortgages its, uh, its currency to the point that nobody can actually wants that crap anymore, then we're going to be taking Canadian bills in different colors or whatever it is that we're going to be doing. Whoa. So, you know, these, these currencies now, it's
0: just barter. You know what's utopian? is Eric. Eric's position is utopian, the idea that there will someday be this world... Where no one centrally a, planned world. Well, yeah, right. Where Eric's in charge and no one charges interest on a loan. Well, they and, had that
1: world at once. They called it the Dark Ages. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> at one point it was. I don't uh, think it was a lack of interest on loans. No, so. it was. It absolutely was. It had to do with coffee and a lack of interest on loans. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not kidding you. This it's what took Europe and shot it into the into into the realm of, of actually doing business. The fact is that if if I've got money, I've got no reason to lend it to Damn, somebody right. if I don't get. It any kind of, uh, you know, re- uh, there's risk Unless lending. Unless they're like your best if, friend If I don't get paid for it, I'm not going to lend anything. So yeah. when you don't have um, lending, you don't have li- liquidity. When you don't have liquidity, you don't have business.
0: Alright, there's more coming up here. Hour number three is on the way. can take control of the airwaves. 800-259-9231. Mark, you did cash the check from the Bilderbergers today, right? Uh, more on the way here. Hour three on the way. This is Free Talk Live. Take control.
5: Attention.
0: This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the third hour of the program, and you can take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, again, that's freetalklive.com.
1: Do you like to hear your talk radio yell bombastic slogans? Do you like to hear the words words like bombastic used in a sentence? Can you order Lysander Spooner, Peter Kropotkin, Emma Goldman, and Murray Rothbard by Beard Length? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then Thinking Liberty is a show for you. Thinking Liberty, the audio broadcast that turns listeners into DHS-certified extremists. Tune in live Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern or pick up the podcast at thinkingliberty.net.
0: All right, so we're going to continue here. Uh, You can take control of the airwaves. Uh, Let's go to Wisconsin where Scott is on the line. Hello, Scott.
8: Hi, Mark and Ian. How are you doing tonight? Curtis is
0: here tonight uh, as well, Scott. Uh, okay, what's on your Andrew, mind? Okay,
8: your guest. Um, I wanted to talk about the uh, situation with uh, North Korea. Um, uh, first of all, I want to say when my uh, wife and my son, we flew over there this last November. Uh, we flew over, of course, the uh, part of Russia all the way down, and we noticed that when the, uh, in the plane when we were following it that we did not go into North Korea's airspace. We totally went down underneath it and hooked around and shot up from underneath into the uh, airship in South Korea.
0: Probably a smart idea.
8: Right. Um, I just saw on World News uh, this morning, uh, which I can't uh, understand why Fox and all the other ones are talking about, uh, Mrs., uh, uh, what's her name, Clinton Clinton? went with uh, Gates to put more sanctions on North Korea. Um, I think that's kind of funny when this accident happened, how many months ago. But uh, when I read on the world news this morning that there is a big aircraft carryover in that water and uh, 20 battleships, uh, and they are going to be doing drills next week.
1: So these and are all American uh, uh, boats?
8: Yeah, uh, I can Confirmed that, yes, I I think they said that most of the the ships are American. There's probably some South Korea involved in it. Um, But if they don't let what I think is going to take place, if they run these drills, and it sounds like they're going to do air uh, air, um, drills too, uh, if they do not let a domestic uh, plane in their airspace, uh, I think if they try to push the issue and fly a fighter jet, over in the North Korea's area, um, I'm afraid that North Korea will try to shoot it down, and I think this could just spark a uh, an Asian war, and I would like to hear each one of your guys' comments on that.
2: P- Pacific Command is well aware of North Korea's proclivity regarding their airspace. They're not going to send a U.S. fighter over North Korea's airspace unless they're trying to provoke a response.
1: Maybe that's what they want, though. I, mean, well, that's, I think that's what Scott's saying.
2: But I'm just saying, like— this this exercise is nothing new. There's exercises off the coast of North Korea all the time to try to, you know, let them know that, hey. Because threats work, right?
1: <laughs> I,
2: well, what
0: else do they know?
1: You know, I think that uh, North Korea, um, Iran, and, and, and you know, previously Iraq were the places that the United States government, and it doesn't matter whether it's the Democrats or the Republicans, want to go as far as, uh, you know, bringing them to their knees. I think they're considered the axis of evil. I think that they will absolutely go after them. There's stuff in Iraq and there's stuff in Afghanistan,
2: but there ain't nothing we want in North Korea. Yeah,
0: well, I mean, whoever we is, I think you mean the, uh, the United States right. federal government. But beyond that, I think they, they, they might be a little intimidated by old King Kim Jong-il. And, I mean, they, they, that guy is crazy, and uh, you know, he's pretty much every dollar that they make, and there are not very many of them yeah, in North go, Korea, go
1: into uh, go surface to air missiles and things like yeah, that. Yeah, goes to the
0: military. So... like. <laughs> yeah it's it's not a problem for them to invade a uh, mountain uh, zone like where there really comparatively aren't that many people like uh, Afghanistan, uh, but North Korea, I don't think that
2: and there's nothing that the u s. government wants in North Korea. There's no big oil field there's, It's not so strategically you know in the way of this big pipeline they want to run yeah. it's, We don't want nothing to do with them or, Yeah, sorry, I'd be more concerned to do with
1: my, them. my biggest concern currently is uh, you know how chummy the u s. is with China and uh, what that means for the relationship with Taiwan. China's the real big stick in the region. Like to, to sit there and say, oh, North Korea's doing something, I wonder
2: what the U.S. is going to do. It's like North Korea doesn't care what the U.S. thinks. They're worried what their Chinese overlords are thinking. So they they tone it down just to keep China off their backs.
0: Well observed. Thanks, Scott, for the call. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Uh, that's the number for you to bring up anything that's on your mind. Let's go uh, unscreened Call on the amp lines. You're on Free Talk Live.
9: Hi, it's Jock in Oxford again from Jock. last night.
0: What's on your mind tonight?
9: Hi. Um, well, I did, just before I do, I was I was going to talk about Eric for a second, but but you know, I was talking about Kim. Did you hear the story about his uh, Kim pizza Jong-il? chef from last year? Yeah. Okay, the story did you about hear what? The story about his pizza chef from last year. No, what happened? He he, he apparently discovered pizzas and thought these were great, and brought <laughs> this famous chef brought this famous chef in from Italy to teach his cadre of cooks to, to make pizzas, and they would, uh, they, apparently they, they used to go in one day and he'd put the pepperoni on this way and that way, and then, and then the next day he'd come in and they'd do it slightly differently, and they'd look at their notebooks, and they'd say, but, but yesterday you put the pepperoni there, why are you doing it differently today? <laughs> so apparently he now has a whole range of pizza restaurants, um, presumably just him and his officers. Yeah, I can't imagine anybody else could
1: afford them. I, I mean, the people are just this shy of wearing rags over there, you know.
9: Yeah, yeah, uh, that, was that is pretty anyway, funny. Um,
0: Thank you for sharing uh, that. Uh, the, he just discovered pizza. I mean, just to give you some clue yes. as to how, in the dark, uh, these people are in North Korea. The leader of the country, the so-called uh, the the man who the megalomaniac that's uh, dear leader, yeah, in charge over there, uh, he has just discovered it. Have you seen his
9: um,
2: well, pres- remake of Godzilla? Presumably no. to go
9: with his video collection. He's famous for loving Hollywood films, isn't he? Or was that his father? I don't know. Was he has he got him on data? Yeah, western. On his Western with pizza now. Of course. Wait, you said there is but sixteen mm Anyway, on,
0: <laughs>
9: <laughs> anyway on, on Eric for a few minutes. Oh yes, I, I uh, wondered, Fiat Eric. Yeah, Utopian if, if you Eric. can stand it, for, if you can stand it for another few minutes. There, there was a guy, I don't know if it, I mean, it sounds like it could be the guy. He sounded like uh, a chap of a certain age, didn't he? Um, there was a chap uh, called Eric Buckley, who was uh, leader of the British Columbia Social Credit Party until about the year 2000. Um, and what, that, what, the chap who, what the chap who was calling in was, seemed to be inching towards, and obviously we didn't hear the, the, the whole story, what sounded to me a little bit what, what I understand of social credit, which is um, this idea where if you've got uh, an amount of money in the economy and your economy is growing, somehow you've got to monetize that. And, and like Mark was saying, you could dig gold out of the ground. But in their system, I think they, they advocate that a national monetary authority would would carefully inject the amount of extra money so that the, so, so that, that growth in the economy could be monetized without it being... A battle for for grabbing what money you can off someone else. And the reason I was calling was actually a couple of months ago, I was reading a 19th century American um, anarchist, Josiah Warren, who was a a Massachusetts guy um, and and did quite a lot of work on the money system in, in Massachusetts. And one of the big things about the 19th century American anarchists was their idea of mutual banking, where Realistically, when we're talking about um, money as a as a token of exchange, why do we need to borrow it? If I if I'm creating some something of value to you, then mutually we can just swap um, a bit of paper that says I can go and get something of value from someone else, so long as we all agree that that is is the standard, mm-hmm. and it needn't be backed with gold. And one of Warren's Problems with the gold system was just as now the powerful bankers can can control the the printing presses um, in a in a fixed system with with you know a, a sort of a finite. You have to go and dig it. You have to go to some effort external to the sort of creation of wealth in the economy to dig out more gold. So what what he was suggesting in, in Massachusetts 150 years ago was. That all the businessmen, if you like, who wanted to trade with each other, would put in some sort of guarantee. Usually, at, usually, at some value of their property, say. It's like a, value, they a barter system. Just, Mark, right. didn't
0: we used to um, do yeah. international barter exchange? Isn't that what it was called? Yeah, there's or? a national one called ITEX. Yeah, the the problem is yeah, the yeah. problem you run into is when you get a you know certificate and you don't want anything from the, the merchants that are in that system. So it would require a fairly it's wide system. Out. Yeah, a wide and better system. Yeah. Thanks, Jock. More for the uh, more coming kind up, of thanks yeah. for the call. More on the way here. Uh, this is Free Talk Live. Bring us anything.
10: This
7: program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com.
0: This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up what you want by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. The CAI toll-free line. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Curtis. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy all the features, including listening options. We've got live streams. And a webcam and listen lines as well. So head over to listen.freetalklive.com. You can listen in in whatever way works best for you. Listen.freetalklive.com. However, if uh, you do have a local radio affiliate in your area that carries Free Talk Live, that's the best way to listen. Because then you can help support local advertisers that are uh, are on the show running during the program. And help keep Free Talk Live on the air in your local area. So that's an important thing to do. And if Free Talk Live is not on the air in your area, then you can learn how to get it on the air by going to localfact.freetalklive.com. Local F-A-Q dot freetalklive
1: Take the Startpage.com's seven-day challenge. For seven days, use Startpage.com instead of your Big Brother search engine, and you can experience the difference. You'll get search results aggregated from 12 major search engines. Unlike your old search engine, however, you'll have complete privacy in your search. They also offer a proxy service for each uh, search result. All you have to do is click the link beneath it at startpage.com. It's uh, as easy as using any of the other uh, search engines, startpage.com. All
0: right, so uh, we're going to continue here. You may call in about whatever's on your mind at 800-259-9231. We two thirty one. We're talking about uh, barter. And, Mark, you said you uh, wanted to address a problem, at least one problem, with uh, the barter, barter exchange. First, l- explain what a
1: barter exchange is. Well, um, you know, I don't know what – I haven't looked into them um, recently, but I've you know, used them in the past. And essentially it's a, a business that allows people to exchange their uh, goods and services for other people's goods and services – Without having to actually use cash. So, you know, you, you just, get points, right? Barter yeah, points. Or yeah, they, different ones do it different ways. But yeah, barter bucks. Um, and but I'd say the biggest problem with it is, is that the government wants a cut of everything <laughs> that you do. Well, so IRS mean, forms. Right. right stuff, so you basically right? have to pay taxes on everything you uh, buy or sell or whatever. Um, you, 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 you have you to get,
0: calculate the value. Yeah, and you, you calculate
1: the value. It's um, it really ends up being not really that great of a deal.
0: But even in the absence of – let's say there were no uh, IRS
1: Right, but things. the government screws, screws up barter exchanges to the point that they're barely um, on the radar, especially national-level ones. Ah. That's the point I'm trying to make. If, the reason why
0: they're unpopular is right.
1: because of the government. If the government didn't look at uh, you know, essentially people's labor as their own, then they, these things would be much larger and much w- more widespread, and there would be competing ones.
0: Right, because that was my objection with it. I remember when I was working for a local radio station down in Florida, I came across this uh, IBE, International Barter Exchange, Mm -hmm. and it seemed like a neat idea, and I I looked into it, and I... I realized that, well, there's just a limited amount of things I'm interested in getting. Because the idea is you're a business person, so you uh, submit your product or service to this directory, and you let the exchange know what it is you're willing to uh, give in return for whatever yeah. value comes in. I can see in. how it
1: is for you that it would be you know far less useful. It, what it's going to do is it's going to bolster your lifestyle. It's not going to create it. Um, I mean, you may very well be able to get some plumbing or some things that you need around the house, but a yeah. lot of it's you know, restaurant stuff. Uh, restaurants and advertising venues use the heck out of these things. So you'll get a great deal of restaurant script.
0: Yeah, for me, like just looking. You not eat, re- eat at restaurants generally. I didn't even remember noticing that. I just saw more business to business things and stuff that just really wasn't anything like wow. I really want to jump on board for this program in mm-hmm. order so I can work toward getting uh, you know a new boat or whatever it was that they ended up. I don't even recall what the different businesses were, but it, it was less than uh, let's call it underwhelming mm-hmm. uh, the, the the selection. So uh, so I think money came about for a reason, right? I mean, the, the money came about because barter just wasn't good enough. And even with, uh, with all the, uh, the technology that we had to bring people together and to link people up, still you've got that issue of, well, does so-and-so have something that I'm interested in? If not, I can't really do business uh, with uh, with that
1: person. Yeah, but when, you know, uh, when you use the term "money," has been bastardized. The terminology "money." Uh, I was going to ask you to
2: clarify what you mean by "money" because I would agree with you if if by "money" you mean like pieces of eight. Because by money, of eight, I mean a you know, emerged in order to replace barter in some situations. By,
0: by money, I mean a uh, you know common go-between uh, between buyers and sellers. A universally
1: accepted medium of exchange. Pieces of it. Yeah, a medium right. of exchange. So, and what the universally accepted piece, mediums of exchange have been throughout human history are basically metal. And I'm the not reason saying for that those that things because can't barter change. doesn't work well. The, the internet has changed. Essentially, the level of communication that people have has, has changed everything. So I think that, I, I think we can expect things to be different. But, now what people think of as money is essentially a counterfeit of yes. a, a, a uh, you know what what currently what, what previously was a store of wealth now, thanks um, for
0: ans- asking that question because it's an important point to clarify yeah when i'm talking about money I, in that situation i mean real money because it was barters what s- people started with and then they realized that it just didn't work out very well if you've got uh, chicken and i've got coconuts and i want chicken but you don't want coconuts we can't make a deal but if i've got something else that you value then that'll be our medium of exchange, and we can we can cut a deal.
2: It it was also an effort to kind of get away from fiat too, because I mean, it depends how far back you want to look, but um, how far back did fiat come? Did fiat come
1: out before? Uh, my favorite example value? of fiat
2: is the tally stick.
1: Yeah, uh, the, the tally stick is is this an, uh, anomaly in uh, human history where it was a uh, sort of a cross cultural. Uh, fiat currency um it it had no no real uh backing um it was accepted for taxes though that's the that's why it's like
2: the perfect example of a fiat currency because here we have like carved sticks who are split in half and the king king kept one half and sent the other half into circulation in order to get the other halves back he he, you know decreed by fiat that this would be payment for taxes so there you go right away you know people are going to
1: use it well, that's, that's always what the fiat. That's are. That's the only way the fiat currencies right. work, right? Is because they're you know they they're accepted for taxes. You can't because pay your mortgage a, with uh, silver. You can't pay your um, taxes with silver. So
0: well, and it, and it works because they also have the uh, the legal tender laws that force people to accept the fiat currency. If you look at the dollar bill that you might have in your wallet, it does say that this is legal tender on it. That means that anybody that's in the United States, landmass called the United States. Uh, If you go into their shop and you want to buy something from them, and offer them, uh, and you offer them this script, this fiat currency, these Federal Reserve notes, the greenback, they have to take it.
1: Yeah, they but they don't. I mean, and it's never really enforced, you know, because
0: everybody takes it. Right. If if you were to go and and say no, no, I only accept gold and silver, theoretically they could come after you for that
1: it theoretically but everybody wants it because they they all have to pay taxes <laughs> and that's yeah. that's what you pay your taxes that's what you pay them with so so we just need to get to the point where people
0: stop paying taxes and start adopting these alternative currencies and then we can get away from all of the the problems of inflation and, uh, and the, the the federal reserve injects into the economy it's, uh, it's really important to come up with these alternative currencies, and it's, it's, imp- uh, it's encouraging to see that it's starting to happen here in New Hampshire. There are a couple of burgeoning— I just
1: bought some, uh, the, the services of someone today for silver.
0: Oh, as did I. As did I. So yeah, obviously, there's the silver, just the rounds and things like that. They're out there. They're transferring. But I mean, other currencies that are kind of based on silver. And, sure. But
1: I think that the you know, the way you've got to start doing the business is trading in the silver. And then once people get yeah. used to using the silver, I've you know I happen to have a bag full of silver here, and it's kind of a pain to carry it all around. Um, you know, if I had a piece sure. of paper that that quantified how much it would, was. and that's
0: what that's what people are working on. There's the Taz cash that's uh, being generated out here in uh, the Keene area, and they've they've been working very hard from what i can tell on coming up with you know anti-counterfeiting measures and things like that that they're putting into what is a piece of paper but is backed by silver and they're figuring out ways to have different banking locations or not bank i don't know if bank's the right word but uh, warehouse locations so to speak that are decentralized so the feds or whoever can't just come in swoop in and take one out and just eliminate the entire operation so these are things that are being talked about thought about worked on Uh, Probably bringing more people with capital in to to invest in these projects would help them move along faster. But they're in the the initial stages, and I think we're going to see some interesting progression over the next 5, 10, 20 years or something like that. 800, maybe faster than I think. I hope so. More coming up. 800-259-9231. We'll talk about a different kind of rate in moments. This is Free Talk Live and you are invited to take control of the airwaves. Dial in, bring up anything at 800-259-9231, the sacl CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231 joining you tonight it's Ian and Curtis and Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com and get signed up for our news updates. Whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live, you will know first if you're on the news lists. and you can get there uh, you can do via email, you can do a Twitter, Facebook, Get your updates delivered in the way that's best for you. I think email happens to be the best because, well, you always see it. Twitter, Facebook, a little more transient. Uh, But nonetheless, they are available for you. Whatever is best for you,
1: go and sign up. It's all free at news.freetalklive.com. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting. They make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Use coupon code FTL, that's FTL is in Free Talk Live, and sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you. Use coupon code FTL.
0: Now, Mark, you've got a story that uh, you wanted to share here tonight that is really weird. It's from another country? Is that right?
1: Yeah, it's from Israel.
0: Uh, in Israel, they've decided that rape isn't quite what you always thought rape was. Was I mean? I always thought that rape was uh, the forcible, uh, the the forcible having sex with uh, intercourse in some sort of orifice uh, with uh, with somebody else, right? I mean, that's you said no and they did it anyway. That's rape. Uh, That's my understanding. Is that y'all's understanding? Do we have a common understanding definition of, uh, of what rape is here?
2: There's definitely an element of force involved.
0: Yeah, it's it's forced sex um you said no they forced it on you or or maybe you didn't say no maybe they drugged you and they forced it on you that kind of thing uh unwanted
1: so uh, go ahead mark and uh, force involved yeah yeah, this is from uh, guardian.co.uk Palestinian man has been convicted of rape after having consensual sex with a woman who he who had believed him to be a fellow jew sabar Kashur, um, 30, was sentenced to 18 months in prison on Monday after the court ruled that he was guilty of rape by deception, according to the complaint filed by the woman with the uh, Jerusalem District Court. The two met in a downtown Jerusalem in uh, September 2008, where Kashur, an Arab from East Jerusalem, Introduced himself as a Jewish bachelor. By the way, I don't think he actually introduced himself as Jewish. He just used a Jewish nickname. I believe he, uh, Dudu, which is a uh, nickname for David, I believe, um, hmm. there. So he didn't actually even say that he was Jewish. He just implied, implied it that he was Jewish. <laughs> so um, that even adds an interesting, more interesting aspect to it. But you'll see just how bigoted and racist this whole thing is uh, shortly. Seeking a, um, introduced himself as a Jewish bachelor seeking a serious relationship. The two then had consensual sex in a nearby building before Kashur left. When, he, uh, later, when she later found out that he was not Jewish but Arab, she filed a criminal complaint for rape and indecent assault. Although Kashur was initially charged with rape and indecent assault, this was changed to a charge of rape by deception as part of the plea bargain arrangement. Uh, handing down the, ver- uh, the verdict... Shiveri Segal, one of the three judges in the case, acknowledged that uh, sex had been consensual, but said that although not a classical rape by force, the woman would not have consented if she had not believed Kashur was Jewish. The sex, therefore, um, was obtained under false pretenses, and the judge said if she hadn't thought the accused was a Jewish bachelor interested in serious romantic relationships, she would not have cooperated, they added. So if I go to Israel and I meet a hot Israeli chick and I tell
2: her that I'm like uh, the ex- drummer for guns N' roses and she sleeps with me like could they could they charge me with rape by deception to the same law that I mean, sounds like was it. It, did this
1: law exist prior to this this charge rape by deception it must have I, I, I would assume that it did um I, it, it's it's there on the books so i can well, only yeah, assume they can't that they, just write a well, law I, because some
2: i would encourage them to enforce this and make sure every guy tells the absolute truth in every nightclub in israel before he gets laid. What about all the women, too? Yeah, what about I mean, the woman who I, says that she's... Oh, no, uh, it's just the guy who lies. Come on.
0: Well, What about the woman who says that she's, you know, 18? She's not really 18. I, look, I, I have out with, <laughs> I've gone out with
1: girls that, that make up fake names. Yeah. They, they, they don't even use their real name when they're going mm-hmm. out. So, I mean, it's just, it's crazy. Uh, I mean, everybody, uh, these, lying is not an, uh, entirely uncommon in the uh, nightclub scene. So, I mean, it, it happens all the time.
0: Okay, but but uh, so so basically, I think it's pretty silly to call this rape. But on the other hand, it definitely is fraud, right? I mean, this guy misrepresented himself, and uh, and the the claim here is that she gave it up to him because of his misrepresentations. I mean, it should uh, restitution be paid in uh, in this case? I hope not.
1: Well, um, I think that there's there, there's certainly a level of bigotry involved. I'd like to read uh, another section of it here. Um, Segal said the court is obliged to protect the the public interest from sophisticated smooth-tongued criminals who can deceive innocent victims innocent victims that just go to sleep with somebody they just met at an unbearable price the sanctity of their bodies and souls when the very basis of trust between human beings drops especially when the matters are at hand are so intimate sensitive and fateful the court is required to stand firmly at the side of the victims actual poten- and potential to protect their well-being otherwise they will be used manipulated and misled while paying only a tolerable and symbolic price. uh, Gideon Levy, a liberal Israeli commentator, was quoted as saying, I'd like to raise only one question with the judge. What if this guy had been a Jew who had pretended to be a Muslim and had had sex with a Muslim woman? Would he have been convicted of rape? The answer is, of course not. Arabs constitute about 20% of Israel's population, but relationships between Jews and Arabs are very rare. There are few mixed neighborhoods or towns, and Arabs uh, suffer routine discrimination. Ara- Israeli Arab citizens suffer routine discrimination in, in this country. And what this is, is this is flat. So they picked out on this guy? Bigotry. Because he's an Arab. Well, it, 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 because he's an Arab who represented himself as a Jew. He is a, uh, a, a plain bellied sneech representing himself as a starred belly sneech. You mm-hmm. understand? Sort of. Okay. Do you remember the Dr. Seuss? Uh, no. Okay. There is a story where the star-bellied snitcher, snitches are better than the uh, plain-bellied snitches, mm. and they, they have their noses in the air. However, somebody comes along with a machine that can turn a plain-bellied snitch into a star-bellied snitch, and then I believe that it goes on where the star-bellied snitches then add stars to their bellies until uh, actually everybody, only the people with nothing on their belly are then the the, the preferred class. But the fact is it, it just shows that when you can move between classes, like apparently this uh, – uh, cashier guy Ken apparently he doesn 't look Arab enough to be considered arab um, that uh, you know, it, it, it just shows how ludicrous all these are and how much race and and all this stuff is mm. it 's just in people 's minds uh, as far as i 'm concerned this is disgusting and you know i don 't what 's disgusting this uh, this court 's ruling it's it 's uh, utterly disgusting what about we can, fraud talk, about frau- yeah, we can talk about, about the, the fraud can talk about the fraud aspect but i 'd like to point out that uh, I, I think that in my life, I don't know how it is in, in the rest of the world, but I find Jews uh, can can be very insular on you know this sort of particular issue. They're raised, look, it's it's you should you should grow up and marry a nice Jewish boy or a nice Jewish girl, like that's what's told. My mother never told me you should marry a white girl, okay? Mm-hmm. So uh, it's it's a it's a much more insular society, and I suspect it's even more so over in Israel where their government uh, routinely discriminates against their uh, their arab counterparts
0: so if you're at a uh, you know out at some dating location you meet a guy or you meet a girl and the uh, the other person involved tells a lie in order to uh, entice you into sexual relations later on has a crime been committed is is that i mean it seems clearly fraudulent to me And Curtis, you you balked. You said that, uh, oh, no big deal. It's no problem to lie in order to get sex from someone. Is that what you were saying? Uh,
2: Let's see. (laughs) Um, I think what I would be opposed to is sort of
1: uh, who's going to police this? Well, your sex has no value. Okay, you decide to have sex because you decide to have sex. It's it's it's, it has the same value as handshaking as far as I'm concerned. It has the value you put on it. Mm -hmm. If you decide to trade your sex for the opportunity to be with somebody who's a, a rich Jewish millionaire. And he turns out not to be. As far as I'm concerned, you have uh, acted. Uh, you have acted poorly with your sex, and you've shown yeah. how little of little value it is because you're willing to trade it you, on um, on, the know, say-so. on the say so on yeah. the say so. However, I think that there's that's a good point. I, I think that you. I think there's at the extreme you face. Uh, you know, severe repercussions and ostracism for misrepresenting yourself in a sexual scenario i think
0: maybe that's the best answer mark is to have uh, ostracism for people who you know you out them as liars and uh, then let them deal with that reputation spread the word amongst the other uh, ladies or guys or whoever and say watch
2: out ladies this guy will lie to you to get in your pants oh my god (laughs) i can't
0: believe it this is free talk live buyer beware i guess more coming up free talk live take control (laughs) Talk Live. Only moments remain, but enough time for your call if you make it right now to 1 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line, 800 259 9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and all the features there are totally free. So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Hey, if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can learn how to promote us by going to promote.freetalklive.com and get a whole bunch of things that you can do to get Free Talk Live into more ears around the world. Promote.freetalklive.com. Two, your phone calls. We go to Walid in Rhode Island. Did I pronounce that right? Walid? Yes,
10: yeah, sir. Yeah.
0: Welcome. Uh, welcome. What's on your mind tonight?
10: What's on my mind today? Uh, I want to talk about... Uh, how United States forces are bombing Pakistan and the relations with India and about drone attacks and that stuff. Go for it. Okay. Thank you, sir.
0: You are on the air. You should do that right now. <laughs> Hello, Khalid. Hello. Yes. You, you're sorry. on the radio. Start, so, to start, talk. start talking. You should talk. That's how it works. So, uh... <laughs> um, hello, my
10: name is Valit, and I'm talking from Rhode Island. And um, I, well, originally where I came from is Pakistan. I migrated from here, and my whole family lives here. And I graduated from high school here, and, and I'm going to go to college, and I love America. I studied all the history, and I, um, you know, I love the how, you know, the ideals which our 40 founding fathers had, like, you know, the freedom and liberty, and I respect all those ideals.
2: Did you like and all I the genocide? Did the, the, the genocide stick out? Was that cool? I don't think that's what you're referring to. The genocide? The genocide no, no. The, the founding of our nation?
10: No, no. I mean, what I mean is that... What, uh, what I, what, what I want to say is that the founding fathers did a great job, like, you know, uh, founding a democratic government and uh, doing this all freedom, you know, doing this all to promote freedom and form a free nation.
0: I think he's saying he likes so the
1: ideals. It beats it's- Pakistan. Okay, yeah. I mean, like you're coming from Pakistan, it's a world better. Go ahead, Waleed. I'm so, uh Please continue.
10: <laughs> okay, uh, so, so I I told that all just to show that I love America. Okay. Uh, Understood. And and the sec- but the second thing is the, the thing which hurts me is that you know last year there was 44 drone attacks done in Pakistan and 708 people were killed, hmm. out of which only only eight people were terrorists. All those 700 were innocent civilians. This all was right. all done by. Of what done by Obama, you know, this, the bacon of hope. So why, why does I want to ask Alex Jones? Why is United? Uh, why does he think that United States is, is doing this in Pakistan? What What is his point of view? Why, well, first of all, you haven't
0: in... called the Alex Jones show. You've called Free Talk Live. <laughs> yeah, you're confusing. You're so you listening to another
1: feed, and uh, the Alex Jones show's uh, on during the day.
0: Yeah, this is Free Talk Live. You can call in about anything you want. So I mean, we
1: can answer the question for you. Uh,
0: <laughs> how do you feel about killing Mark?
1: Um, it's, I think it's reprehensible. Not only is it illegal for um and, and unconstitutional for them to be in Pakistan, but um, you know, it's it's th- these people are innocents. If somebody breaks into my house and robs me, and I decide to uh, or does something terrible in my home, I decide to go out on the street as they're running away, and I, I shoot at them as they're running down the street, and my bullets tear into innocent people. I'm going to be thrown in jail for murder, at least manslaughter, um, and. Whereas when our public officials do the same thing with our military, nothing happens. Well, officials. Not as far as I'm concerned, is murder.
0: Yeah, they're not my public officials, and they're not my military. And I agree with Mark that uh, killing people is wrong, and I'm not in favor of it, yeah, and, yeah. wherever it is, whether it's in Pakistan yeah, that's, that's, or anywhere not just else.
10: That, you know, it's, it's an act of war. Like 1,000 U.S. Marines landed on Pakistani soil last year illegally without any visa, without any, anything, illegally hi- hidden in a hidden way. 1,000 U.S. Marines, and a lot of other people going through Blackwater and Dynacorp and Rhinosource, and they're doing and, you know, it's all Taliban shit. This is all- oh, we've got to let you go.
0: Thank you for the call. I think I he, said he said shirt. Something, shirt? Didn't sound like shirt to me.
1: Taliban anyway, stuff. I don't know. Yeah. I, 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 maybe I wasn't paying close enough attention. He, he has a bit of an accent. Yeah, let's, he does. Let's take
2: but... a try on what he was trying to bring up, though. I mean, I totally agree it's an act of war, and I, I think that um, the people in Pakistan who are uh, Enduring this are, are justified in defending themselves.
1: I can't I see so. how they you know they wouldn't, but it's it's when you do defend yourselves against just an extremely uh, you know so much more powerful force, you're fa- you're going to fail. And so it's a waste of time and life and energy and property to try to defend yourself. But I understand why they would. Um, it's it, it's awful. I mean, it's awful. If, if you North- can imagine that, you know, some other military coming through and killing your wife and kid by accident. And then what are you you're supposed to suck it up? Oh, yeah. You guys are making the world safe for me, aren't you? Thanks, pal. And this the, the kind of numbers he's talking about there are true. But. You know, let's say there's 700 killed and only seven terrorists among them. Let's let's go crazy and call it half of the people killed are terrorists and the other half are innocents. You're fighting a despicable war if that's the case. And that's generally how it goes, people. You can't fight a war from remote control and expect to be hitting uh, all... Uh, you know, hard targets. You just can't expect it. To think that you, just because you don't see innocent bodies blown to pieces and their and their their bellies ripening in the sun, the 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 bodies of children uh, with their heads blown off and their mothers weeping over them, simply because you don't see that on television at night, doesn't mean it's not happening, America. It's happening. You're letting it happen, and it's disgusting. It's, a,
0: it's too bad that isn't shown on television at night. Right.
1: We wouldn't want to show that. Well, that's what happened with Vietnam,
0: right? Is they actually saw some of the real life what was going on over there and people got disgusted by
1: that right now you have to go on youtube to see it
0: well here you can't right but and the
1: the military throws people in jail that leak this video
0: yeah and if you uh are a member of the media you aren't even allowed to to shoot video of the coffins coming home let alone actual footage of the the hell of war going on in the middle east so it's just it's horrible hope that answers your question Walid. appreciate the call 800-259-9231. Hey, so there's a little bit of good news, and it's just a little bit. Worth giving to you here to give you an example of just how it is that legalization sucks uh, when it comes to marijuana or other drugs. And I'm, I'm generally in favor of anything that ends uh, the black market because there's violence and, you know, theft and things like that that, that come along with the black market. So, eh, you know, on the scale of things, it's, it's a step in the right direction. But, man, is it just such a weak step every time it's ever tried? Here's the news from uh, Reuters, Oakland, California. On tuesday legalized large scale marijuana cultivation for medicinal use you say, say to yourself hey that 's great news fantastic they've uh, they 've made it so you don 't have to you know just have three plants in your back bedroom or you know be this grower that 's limited in the amount of uh, clients that he can have. you can get uh, the uh, the economies of scale going on or whatever where you get quantity discount volume growing the the money that you save from doing things in bulk and volume you think well that 's great news." And then you read the rest of the sentence. And they will issue up to up to four permits for industrial cultivation starting next year. So instead of allowing the marketplace to be free, and of course it's not really free at all because it's just medical pots, so we're not even talking about recreational users and the demand that they would be uh, creating for the pot, we're talking about just this little spectrum of what the government people have legalized in California. Even within that market they can't bear to allow freedom to happen. They can't bear to allow as many business owners who want to, to start up their own industrial size, commercial level uh, growing operation. No, no, no. We the town masters or the city masters here in Oakland, we have decided based on arbitrary numbers pulled out of our arse that uh, the amount of uh, growing operations that we should allow in a- Oakland's a pretty big place in a city the size of Oakland will be four. And this is one of the reasons why I just can't get excited about most of the legalization measures that are proposed by the, the people within the, the political movement. It's yep. always this mealy mouth crap. That uh, doesn't actually do much at all as far as giving real freedom in the marketplace for drugs.
1: I, you know, I. However, the fact is, is that if, the, if they've legalized things, and I haven't looked in, looked into this thoroughly, and if there are commercial operations going and stuff like that, people are probably going to grow in their backyards. I just don't. I sure. just can't see people well, getting that's still, huge. That's the sentences. funny.
2: That's the funny thing. I mean, Oakland's in like central California, but you go up north in Mendocino County and. Since the 70s, people have been allowed to grow like 13 plants in their backyard, and I mean, they grow these big-ass, big trees. Um, Yeah, big giant ones where, you know, they... All this laws do is is going to make four real big losers in about 18 months. When do you say that? When the federal attorney general's office raids this giant, you know, and then all of a sudden Mm -hmm. some guy's out $3 million for this, you know, Mm -hmm. operation he put together. Like, it's not changing anything. The Oakland City... Uh, police can't keep, or the city council can't keep the federal government from in- yeah, just invading their territory. I
1: just can't see the value. If you've got any kind of property, um, you know, if you've got a house with a little bit of land, I can't see the value of going to the store on a regular basis, buying marijuana cigarettes when all you have to do is get some seeds from a friend or from an old bag or whatever, toss them out of the backyard. I
0: totally see the value in that. I don't want to spend the time tending to plants. You don't tend them. to weed. Weed yeah. is
2: a weed. If you want good weed, you're going you to do something to it. To it. Understood. But yeah. I mean, it's how gonna, good it's is?
0: Yeah, it takes a long time to grow it and it's just easier to go down and select from different strains and things like that. It's it's very nice some of the things they have access to in California. Anyway, we're out of Yay time. Weed. It's been Ian with you. And Curtis. And Mark. See you tomorrow night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com
4: How long can you hold your breath? <sighs> Not long.